Welcome to None of My Friends Like Comics. This is a podcast where a comic book enthusiast talks to a newcomer about a piece of work in the medium, and we break it down to see if my friend, the first-time reader, will pull it or drop it. I am your host, Nick Poffenbarger, and my co-hosts today are Max Ravenscroft and Josh Longhofer. How's it going, guys? It's going so well. Everything's great. Good. I want to be the first, technically the only, I guess, uh, to welcome you guys to Watchmania. (laughs) 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 This is a three or four, probably five part series uh, we are doing on the show where we're covering and celebrating, question mark, uh, Watchmen related works. (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah. I just like to say that the reason this is all happening is because, can I spoil the next parts? Um, it, technically, yeah. Okay, because because I'll probably put in the description here. Uh, us us three right here, me, Max, and Josh are all uh, beginning a journey heading to the infamous DC Watchmen sequel, Doomsday Clock. So this is Watchmania colon the road to Doomsday Clock. Watchmania colon <laughs> the sequels. The sequels, yeah. <laughs> and okay. uh, yeah, what better place to start? So what I wanted to say was, what's funny is Nick said, "Hey, you and me and Josh." Let's do Doomsday Clock. Yeah. I said, okay. And then he said, actually, we should do the button first. Then he said, actually, we should do Rebirth first. <laughs> I actually, I I, want, I said Rebirth maybe just for the setup. And um, I will say uh, right off the bat, um, you don't need to read Rebirth or the button to read Doomsday Clock. Really, I think the only prerequisite is Watchmen itself. And you kind of oh. get the idea, but the mystery and the the lead up is kind of fun, and I, and I had a lot of fun with it when it came out. So that's kind of why I wanted to do these. Um, yeah, you know, Re- rereading them again after I finished Doomsday Clock, I was like, this, this is a nice little, I guess, teaser. Yeah, of context. Teaser is a is a is an apt word for that, but yeah. it's fully not. None of this is referenced. In uh, Doomsday Clock itself. Yeah, I kept waiting for things that I was like, okay, I'm going to remember this one for sure. Surely this comes into play. He you, sets up like a couple things. You get Saturn Girl or whatever. Saturn Girl. And, and, Johnny, Thunder. and Johnny Thunder. Yeah. And like that's, well, oh, okay, well, never mind. <laughs> never mind. The There's button, some stuff, you know. The button yeah. gets into the universal shit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And I figured, you know, if we're going to, if we're going to do like a little kind of big, you know, road up to doomsday clock, which turned into just a, a watchman themed thing. <laughs> um, we might as well start here with uh, the rebirth special. Um, and, uh, yeah. So, uh, but before we get all into that and whatnot, uh, Josh, uh, so you're, you're new face on the show. Yes. Um, and we do have the, uh, you're the new hotness as it were. And I am voice. very hot. Yes. <laughs> what? A new voice on the show. New voice. New hotness. Yeah. You're probably hot because you have a hoodie on. I, I mean, it's a little warm. It's a little cold I'm down feeling here. good. I'm chilly, actually. I'm cozy. We keep that tempo here. Yeah. We're also in a basement, too, so it's it's colder. Cold air sinks. Hot air rises. That's physics. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so... um. We do have a tradition on the show when uh, when you when you're new to the show, it's your first time. Uh, just um, if you could go into uh, what your relationship with uh, comics is a bit, um, uh, you know, just just however detailed you want to go with that. Um, uh, yeah. What's your experience with them? So the funny thing, and I knew Nick was going to ask me this question. <clears throat> Nick and I go way back. We first met in like seventh grade. Yeah, middle school. I think it was middle school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we were we were fast friends. We we both had interests in video games and stuff. And I had just moved to a new town, and we we hit it off. We became quick friends. Yeah. Uh, I was raised in a very very strict 
Christian household, which didn't allow like any comic books, any kind of secular music. I was limited to E-rated video games, you know, very, you know, sheltered, if you will, kind of kind of style. Yeah. Uh, I remember you were one of the first people that like showed me an actual physical comic book. Like I knew <laughs> really. Yeah. Yeah. I knew about, you know, Superman, Batman, all those yeah, mostly yeah. from movies and stuff like that. And, but I never like had a comic book. Like, I don't know if it was the first one, but one of the first ones I remember was you let me borrow uh judge dread versus predator. <laughs> yeah, shit. <laughs> it, it, I it had just that. come out or something, and I was I was blown away. I was like, I've never seen anything like this. I mean, this dude's ripping people's heads off, and their spines are coming out. Like it's crazy. Um, but I, and that's just that. I don't know why has always stuck with me. Uh, you were also really influential in like my taste in music and stuff back then, and like I just it's it's funny because we haven't talked in. It's been Gosh, a while, yeah. Many years, but we're friends still from through Max through Max. Well, I'm, yeah. the, I'm the middleman. <clears throat> and, it's true. And it's it's it was funny just to to meet up today and just immediately fall back into any conversation. Like we haven't missed a day and that's how that's how it works a lot of the time when, when you even mm-hmm. when you haven't seen friends in a long time, you know. And uh and I, I find it actually kind of funny too that um uh you know, we were talking um off the mic earlier when we were just eating lunch earlier today, but um uh, uh how I recently saw another friend of mine, uh, a friend of ours, uh, you know, who, who moved away in high school and whatnot. And, uh, uh, his name is also Max, but, um, uh, you know, he, he came back into town and we were just kind of like hanging out for like a few days and whatnot. And it's so funny cause it's like the same situation where it's like, we could just talk about whatever. And like, we both like seemingly got into like the same stuff, like, even though we hadn't talked to each other, mm-hmm. like he's still like, he's like reading X-Men now and stuff. And I was, yeah. like, I was like, Oh yeah, sweet. Like, you well, know, that's, whatever. And that's like, kind of been the impetus of you having me on was I just told Maxwell cause I, I bought a house and I've got a little bit more disposable income now. So I started buying comic books and manga specifically, but also just kind of re-catching up on comic books that I missed out on. Dipping the toe in. I knew were good stories, but just never got around to it. And, um, I had a copy of Watchmen back in the day, uh, but I lost it and I have no idea what happened to it. So I, I picked up another one cause I'm like, I remember Watchmen being really good, uh, and read through it and was telling Max about it. And he then told you that I was reading it and you were like, Oh, he's got to read doomsday clock. And so yeah. I think I like the next day bought doomsday clock. I was like, okay, cool. That sounds cool. I like crossovers. I really liked Watchmen. Uh, <laughs> and then yes, what Max mentioned, this turned into, Oh, well, first you got to read the button to really know what's going on. So I was like, okay, cool. I'll buy the button. And then like, while I had the button in my cart, you were like, oh yeah, by the way, there's one other (laughs) rebirth that we The rebirth special kind of sets the stage. Yeah. And it was like, um, I think, uh, when we talked about it too, I was kind of, I was kind of recommending you read those for context without us really talking about them. (laughs) Like I was just like, it might help. Yeah. Oh, and that's the thing. Like. I like, got Rebirth. I read the back and like one of the first things it says was like, uh, like read Flashpoint. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> That's immediately following the events of Flashpoint. And I, was, and I did. I did. I put the book down. I was like, all right, I guess I got to freaking order Flashpoint and now. Before you know it, you're reading Action Comics number one from 1939. It's, it's, you know, yes. Yeah. Who's this Batman guy? Yeah. <laughs> but I it's been, it's been where fun. he came from. No, <laughs> but yeah, like. It's yeah. I mean, that's that's funny just because 
you know, comics in, in the modern age, at least it can be a slippery slope in that way, you know? And, mm-hmm. uh, and sometimes it, you kind of just have to <laughs> jump in and it's oh, like, yeah. whatever, you know, but, um, uh, yeah, it, it's it is kind of funny how this whole th- idea and uh, the the idea of a, a watch mania, as I've as I've called it in my head. Um, I'm glad that you 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 held that close to the chest. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted you to hear it the first time when we were actually recording. Well, I want yeah. real quick. Um, fucking this this has taken forever uh, to get put together, which you mentioned on the last one. Oh, uh, just yeah. because we got sick. Yeah, and uh, just- all my goddamn friends, everybody got sick. And like, and yeah, so we had to push everything back. Which and then I was so grateful for because you assigned me 14 issues to read <laughs> or no, 19. Wait, no, it, uh, 12, uh, 17, 17, issues. 17 issues yes. to read, which is a lot. It is and, a lot. But yeah. also I had to reread Watchmen. So yeah, I had so much. I also reread Watchmen. Before I had a this. lot to read and reading comics takes a while for me. So I was actually really glad when this kept getting pushed back because <laughs> I didn't have to like plow through it i could kind of take my time yeah you can enjoy it you know which is cool but yeah i mean uh so yeah that's kind of just the the impetus behind this whole uh idea at least um of uh kind of going through just watchman related stuff um i was just kind of this the, the whole idea of like the doomsday clock was a book that i put on the list when i first uh was it just the the germination of this show was in my head and mm-hmm. I was making lists of books that I would want to talk about. Doomsday Clock was one just because I think it's fascinating in the sense of of considering it, uh, you know, what it is, which is a sequel to Watchmen, you know. And uh, and there's just a lot uh, to unpack there, not just in the story itself, but the idea of doing sequels to Watchmen. It is. And there's so much Watchmen material now that it's kind of like. It's really weird that yeah. there was there was nothing for Watchmen until the movie came out. And then. Years later, there was that that run of prequels before, before Watchmen, Watchmen, and then nothing for seven years, and then two separate sequels came out <laughs> in the same year. And the TV show. That's what I mean. The TV show. Oh, yeah. And Doomsday Clock came out. And the out. Rorschach series. Rorschach was last year, I think. It ended last year. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it'd been going for a while. Yeah. yeah. But that's, that's, I mean, either that's that's something contractually where DC was able to be like, we can use these now, so we're gonna. It happened actually uh, in coercion when Jeff Johns became the chief creative officer of DC Comics. They started to um, just a little history here, but um, uh, they they started to uh, milk <laughs> Watchmen, <laughs> Watchmen for uh, for what it's worth as a property. Oh, you know, we'll, um, uh, <laughs> we will discuss my feelings. Yeah, um, you know, and and uh, to to varying results for you know everybody. I think everybody has a different opinion on. Uh, you know where this lands for them um which is why it makes for good discussion yeah yeah exactly um uh, and um and i will say like just uh just you know minor spoilers for i guess the next three episodes because we're doing rebirth the button and then we'll do doomsday clock as part three of Watchmania. And, uh, when these came out, I, Alan Moore's so fucking pissed to hear that he is, he's never going to like me now too. (laughs) (laughs) Watch mania. What? (laughs) You what, mate? (laughs) Oh God. Call me a bro. He's so mad. He's going to curse me. I don't like that. I'm sorry, Alan. But either way, um, I kind of dug these when they came out, you know, I was, it was kind of exciting. And I think, um, that's why I, I, liked the idea of us doing this book and then we're going to do the button next uh just because like you know i I was kind of along for the ride and like i was like if they're gonna do it and it's like 
enjoyable, I'm just going to enjoy it, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but we'll get into it because I think that we can kind of, uh, in we're, we're far enough away from it. And I know that you guys just read it for the first time, but you know, it, it, you guys have the the mental capacity to kind of look at it retrospectively and see it as a whole now since it's all done. Mm-hmm. And I think that that will lead to a good discussion of each of these books for us. So um, uh, thank you for praising my mental capacity. Well, by some, the way. sometimes, you know, sometimes um, I want I needed to, to bring Josh in for this. So, yes, you know, it's a <laughs> I wanted speaking of Fill in the gaps. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of this guy named Josh, um, I wanted to ask in your last I guess it's been about a year now. That you've been really into comics? Yes. What's been your most favorite thing that you've picked up and read? Swamp Thing. Like, Alan no Moore. hesitation. Yeah. Swamp Thing by Alan Moore. His his run is what got me back into comic books, to mm-hmm. actually buy them and, and appreciate them as stories. I, I had not read anything like that. And I was like, this was years and decades ago. Like, what else is there? And that's kind of been the what started my, mm-hmm. yeah, my new journey. I'm, I'm staring right at it at Nick's shelf as he's, as, as you asked me that. So it's easy, but yeah, I mean, um, that's a, you know, not, not even having to think about it. Like that's a, that's a top 10 run for me mm-hmm. for sure. Um, it makes you rethink comics and stories in it, general. It made I me think. rethink myself. Like, yeah. It, it was <laughs> yeah. Very, it's a very personable book as well. Yeah. Um, that's how I felt rereading Watchmen. Yeah. The, the last couple, like, I guess the last like month, I kept thinking like, this was 1985, mm-hmm. like, or was it 84? 86. 86. Yeah. I was like, I, I just cannot believe comic books, you know, like it, in the eighties that they just transformed into such a mature, like, I mean, I mean, Watchmen as itself is just like, you're reading, you're like, I can't believe this. <laughs> this is so good. Well, it's, um, it's, it's wild how, um, <clears throat> you know, poignant it, it still hits today. I think um, just in the fact that it's it really is one of those. that's like it's not dated. I mean, like it literally takes place in 1985, but it doesn't feel like that. Like I think well, that, part that of even it gets brought up in Doomsday Clock when they go to the DC universe. They're like, it's just like our time, but they're more advanced in certain. Yeah, ways. they're further along. Or yeah, whatever. they're like yeah. they have they have yeah. hand computers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, which but is not interesting. Flying cars. What's what's neat about yeah, Watchmen is that it it takes place in '86, but it's been an alternate history for the last fifty years. Um, and electric cars are dominant, and because of Doctor yeah. Manhattan technology is is advanced, way more advanced in certain ways. And that for me, the fact that it you know it's like fucking Robert Reagan or no, uh, Robert Redford, Redford. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, was it, wasn't Reagan the president? No, Nixon. Nixon Nixon was the president for like four terms in a row Mm -hmm. in that. And I think that that little bit of, of, uh, divergence is one of those things that helps Watchmen feel like it can still be contemporary. Yeah. God, you're going to love Rorschach when we get to that. (laughs) I'm so pumped. But, um, uh, (laughs) spoilers for Watchmania. All right. So let's get to the book at hand. Um, uh, like I said, we are talking about just the, the DC rebirth special from 2016 today. Um, I'll get into a little fact and background on this one. So (laughs) big list on this one. Okay. DC rebirth special comes from DC comics, big shocker. Uh, but when, what does that stand for? Detective comics. Wow. (laughs) But, but, um, uh, I go down the credits list here. There's a lot of people on this book. So it's written by Jeff Johns. Everything's written by Jeff Johns. Drawn by Phil Jimenez, Gary Frank, Ethan Van Skyver, Ivan Rice. Uh, it's inked by Matt uh, Santorelli and Joe Prado. And it's colored by uh, Jason Wright, Gabe Eltabe, The Hi-Fi, Brad Anderson, and Alex Sinclair. And it's lettered by uh, Nick J. Napolinto. 
the Napolitano? Nap- Napolitano. Napolitano. That's it. That's got to be it. I hit it. In one wait, wait, ways. wait. So the inker, the inker. Napolitano. There's two inkers. What does the inker do? They color, they put ink over the pencil drawings? Yeah. Okay. For, I guess for whatever reason, my mind combined inker and letterer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was just Only one letterer on this book. So right. did they do artist swapping by just who's drawing each like section of each character it looks that like Wally's a, visiting? It's separated by the chapters. Oh, oh yeah. I guess this does have chapters. Yeah. It's like a four chapter, 80 page special. Uh, but yeah. Um, so, you know, th- this book was basically, um, it aimed to bring back like Johns will say it, it was meant to bring back like the legacy and hope that was sorely missing from the previous several years of DC's publications. It was kind of like a big, like revitalization initiative or like the start of one, you know, and um, uh, it also sets the stage for some future big stories. Kind of the whole reason like we're talking about this, you know, um, but uh, but yeah, like um, I guess like it. I don't want to go into like a whole thing, but like, um, I guess I should like explain if the listeners aren't familiar, uh, with what the new 52 was. Um, so the new 52 was this massive reboot that DC did back in 2011. Um, basically, uh, they took like all the continuity and kind of just threw it away and they made everybody like younger and hipper and sexier and shit. And like, as a general sentiment, like, and, and because that just sounds, you know, cynical and like, I thought everything in the new 52 was bad, but, and it wasn't. Um, but as a general whole, like the new 52 was like a sales juggernaut because tons of people, including like people my age, uh, saw an opportunity to jump on to a bunch of books and, um, it got a lot of people hooked. And, um, but I think those people that were enthusiastic about it and did digging into the previous stuff quickly found that the majority of the new 52 books were lacking um, in terms of story. And um, they were kind of more, I guess, like the, the best definition would be like more style than substance, I guess. Well, that and it started off as fucking 52 individual stories. That it was a lot. Very um, quickly kind of just became the status quo again mm-hmm. of, you know, the big name characters. Yeah, because I mean, obviously, like all, all those, not all those books are going to be sellers. You know, a lot of them got canceled, like, you know, after like an arc or whatever. Um, um, I, I I mean, I remember being uh, kind of excited when the new 52 started, because what it what it did in context was the the flashpoint happened, which was a the flash that was changes, the jump off point. Yeah, the flash changes the timeline. And then at the end, he resets it and it. The new the new 52 took it basically condensed the timeline of everything that had happened and kind of picked and choose chose what what was now uh canon in the universe mm-hmm. so it was very it was enticing i was like oh maybe i'll start reading batman you know it was it was an interesting <clears throat> and uh a good idea from a sales perspective and uh but creatively it kind of um nobody uh seemed to take the helm with it and it kind of fell apart really fast there was a lot of contradictions a lot of like what the hell is happening, you know? And then like you had like a character like Batman and it's like, okay, we're saying Batman is 30 now, but, but he's had, but he's had, Robins yeah, but and... he's had five Robins or whatever mm. and stuff. And it's just like, what the fuck is going on? You know? And then they're like, no, everything that you like happened. And we're like, how? <laughs> it all, like, every, you know, every like, day. Yeah. Was every day he was breaking his fucking back <laughs> or whatever. And like, it's just, yeah, it's, it, it just, um, it became kind of a cluster for, for people who like continuity, like myself, uh, 
it quickly just falls apart, I guess. And, uh, and that's not to say that that's like the only thing wrong with the new 52. And that was like the thing that was like, Oh fuck this. It's like, no, the, a lot of the stories were indeed like kind of lacking. And, um, there was some good shit during that time, but you know, it was, it was, you know, more or less like an experiment that had kind of gone its way. And DC had just kind of lost touch with like what the fans wanted, I guess. And then Jeff Johns, I think in this year, actually 2016 becomes president of DC entertainment. And, uh, you know, is like, hey, we got to fix this stuff. We got to bring back. And um, he came out with this book and uh, it's a very, um, you know, spoilers, I guess, because we already talked about Watchmen stuff, but it's a very metal way of like fixing the DC universe, but quote unquote. And uh, yeah, when you, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it in Doomsday <laughs> Clock, but it's, it's very, uh, it's almost like a, a Joff Johns self-insert. Yeah, yeah, it kind of is. And like, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I could go into like my, first experience a little bit more specifically here but like uh like i said this was like a it was a big moment you know um me i was like a casual dc fan when this came out um and even i felt like the impact of this book very severely was this uh, around wasn't this around the same time as battle world and secret wars right after and like it, it was it was the year after secret wars ended and marvel was not living up to the promise of the end of that event and DC swooped in and kind of took all the spotlight. Because I remember point. being like, didn't they just fucking do the new 52? And yeah. they're just they're doing that again? I mean, technically <laughs> it had been like five years. Yeah, I mean, but like, I so, feel like know. that's that's quite a condensed timeline to reboot your entire continuity twice. Well, well and, and to be fair, this isn't a reboot per se. Um, it's an unreboot. It's a it's a <laughs> yeah a revamp i guess is the best way to look at it but like you know um but yeah I, I i don't know i i just felt the impact of this book severely even though like i was only reading like maybe like two dc titles at the point this got me to jump on a lot of books it got me to jump onto a lot of creators i hadn't like checked out too it was like you know the, the aftermath of this book i was definitely pulling the highest volume of dc books i'd ever like pulled weekly you mm-hmm. know um you know, this book like made headlines. It was the new hotness, much like Josh on this very show. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it cannot be overstated how much fans were clamoring for something like this, <laughs> you know, like because literally the Forbes and everything for like Marvel, like in terms of if you want to compare it to the rivalry, Marvel was just killing the shit out of DC after like, you know, the new 52 spike sales, they were riding high on sales, but like Marvel was creep it like well i mean it was no fucking contest you know like at that point the landscape of the movies at the time too the movies as well yeah i mean marvel was on there you know they were staking their claim and dc was like yeah but we can do it too but then you also had you know marvel they had the greatest era of superhero comics ever happening it was hickman's avengers and everything so i mean you know Uh, it's debatable a lot of people there's no debating that a lot of people say it's really shitty don't listen to this show. <laughs> when we, when, <laughs> if we ever do those, I'm going to be like, this shit sucks the whole time just to piss you off. And I'll, I'll bleep out your, your commentary. But, you know, yeah, I mean, um, I don't know. I, I guess like, that's just like, you know, my subpar explanation of, uh, of the new 52 and like going into it. It, it was just, a, it was a strange time. Um, and, it was cool to see DC do something like this because it really like it, it, it got me into a lot of stuff I probably wouldn't have been into otherwise. You know, I mean, like I have a lot of fond memories of like this era, you know, and DC was like the cool shit at this point, you know, and uh, and I had all my DC friends like Scott and Chris being all like, you know, I told you so. Got to read Green Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> Got to read Green Arrow. <laughs> 
Black Canary. I'm like, I don't care about Dr. Anything Fate. that has a guy with a pointy mustache and a pointy goatee, you gotta read it. Yeah, they even looked like him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, like... Scott straight up looked like fucking the Green Arrow for he, quite he a while. He still does. Yeah. Does he still have that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's doing a Green Arrow thing. <laughs> That's what I tell everyone when he's, when oh, he's yeah, turned Scott? around. Oh, he's doing a Green Arrow thing. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, so like um, going into this special, I know that I'm... Uh, um, had you like Josh? Had you already read Doomsday Clock when you read this? No, because no, okay. you told me not to. Okay, okay. And you read this first, right, Max? Yes. Okay. What did you guys expect going into this specific book? Do you remember? I went into this expecting, and I kind of got it, a crisis type, yeah, book, which I haven't read, but I read. Um, it's got kind of a Dark Knight's Metal. Okay. A few months ago, that's pretty and much that a crisis. Basically, starts <laughs> with at the end of Final Crisis. So like I, I I bought the like Road to Metal and it literally starts with Volume Six and Seven of Final Crisis. Yeah, and I was just yeah. like, what the hell is going on? And that's exactly what I expected out of this. I was like, I don't know DC very well. This is a reboot of a universe I don't know very well. I expect to be thoroughly confused. confused yeah, <laughs> I mean like, and, and I I kind of was worried about that because this book in a lot of ways is just like a preview book. Yes. And um but the narrative through line um which we'll get into once we get into the story I thought was uh it's captivating enough and it sets up the mystery pretty well in my opinion so I thought it was just that's why it was worth going into and and plus honestly I think it's just going to be really funny to answer any of your guys's questions about any of this <laughs> shit like random stuff that's thrown in here. But um yeah Max what did you expect going into this one? Cuz um, I know that you were familiar with like you knew the term of like the rebirth, like initiative and stuff. Yeah, I didn't know how rebirth had happened, but I was I was aware that they uh, undid New Fifty Two. Um, but I guess I think I was expecting something bigger, uh, way really? more, way more Doctor Manhattan focused in rebirth. Yeah, because um, I guess in retrospect, that's like what this book is known for. Uh, spoilers, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, I mean, that, that, yeah, I mean, everybody was like, holy shit, Dr. Manhattan, you know, like it, like, yeah, and yeah I guess kind like, of I was... forgot that when I started reading it, it, it was <laughs> yeah. like a few chapters in, I was like, wait a minute, this is a, this is Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I thought, I thought that this was the, the thing where like Batman shoots dark side and sits in the Mobius chair. <laughs> you thought a dark side war. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was. I thought kind of that's what I was getting. Which is into. which is re- which is referenced yeah, at this, the very yeah. beginning. Yeah, a couple of times actually. Oh, trust see baby me. Darkside. When I was reading this, <laughs> it was it was a lot of uh, open new tab. <laughs> type the in, wiki. Type in DC Comics. Batman shoots Darkseid. Who's the baby Darkseid? And lots of like. Why is the <laughs> older woman calling him father? Why is the baby Darkseid? Lots of like shitty um like Screen Rant articles. Where I was like, okay, you didn't know in the rebirth panel why there's three jokers and it's we don't know. We don't know because that (laughs) book, that book is not out yet. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I was I I I think I went into this expecting something um, very different than than what it ended up being, which, like you said, this is kind of like a like a uh, this is like an overture. Yeah, sort of of what you're going to get. It's setting the tone and setting the stage. Yes. Yeah, well, I guess we could just go ahead and just fucking get into it, you know. I mean, um, uh, like I said, uh, this book might this book jumps around a lot, so you know we might have a, a lot to talk about. We might just be going through bullet points. I don't know, but let's see. Um, uh, so, ooh, hey Nick, yes, this you're gonna have to cut this out. But you know what you should do if you ever have an ad breaks, have like I won't sell out, Max. If you ever do though, like when you know you gotta have like a sound for when the ad break plays, yeah. have like a. 
yeah, that's a nice idea. Yeah. yeah. I would never do that to my comics, though. You're gonna. I won't. You're gonna. I won't even do that to a novel. Maxwell just did it to your comic. Fucking That's fucked up. Purple mattresses, is, you're gonna say. That's worth two ninety nine. You guys, do you, <laughs> do you ever sit on your mattress and it hurts your back? Well, purple mattresses is what I've you're been using for. them. That's what I read my comics on <laughs> exclusively. Fuck. I could never do that, man. I could do it on now. Listen to this, but I can't do it on this show. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sell out. I'll sell out on one podcast, but not not, not, not this, this one. one. <laughs> okay. But um, all right. So uh, let's go ahead and let's just jump into the book. Um, this is the section of the show where we recap the book in full to give context for our discussion. Uh, so you know, full spoilers ahead, everybody. You've been warned, even though we've already talked about it, and you probably already know what this book's about. But whatever. Um, so. Uh, this book starts off, and I figure I'd point it out, nine-panel grid. <laughs> My favorite. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, showcasing a watch and the gears, like, within the watch. Um, the captions are, you know, a narrator rambling to us. Hold, hold on. <laughs> I remember specifically pointing this out to you, that you wanted us to do Doomsday Clock, and then you said we should do the button and rebirth first, and then Longhoffer had to, Josh had to end up reading Flashpoint, but then the very first page of the two prequels that you asked us to read says... You should read these two issues as well. <laughs> it wants you to know Superman's dead. God damn it. Mine doesn't have that. That's and funny. I was like, we'll go are into you fucking kidding We'll go me? into that when we get to the Superman part, okay? That's it. That's the most baffling part. We'll get there. Oh, we'll get to it. Yes. I can't wait to hear what you have to say about that, Max. No, but so, <laughs> it's mostly what? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, but yeah, so like the captions, you know, are, are like a narrator rambling to us. And the narration talks about how the... You know, it's he's like he's talking about his uncle and uh, it gave him a family watch with an inscription on the back stating every second is a gift. Um, It then takes like an ominous turn when the narration says one day the watch broke and they lost time. Everyone did. And we see this sect of panels zoom in all the way from Earth's atmosphere, like all the way to the Batcave uh, where Batman sits toiling away on the Batcomputer. And he's looking at images uh, of the new 52 Superman who was recently killed. Um all along these images, uh, we are following like this lightning storm that's going through. And uh, um, the narrator goes on about how something is missing from the world now. And we get a little context uh, about this person's life. Um, he says uh, that their father wasn't there for them emotionally. The mother wasn't attentive, you know. And um, But uh, when they met their hero, they became part of a legacy. But their life was ripped away. And they used to have a lightning rod to ground themselves back to reality. But the narrator can't find her. And uh, the narrator then thinks that maybe Bruce Wayne can help since he knows what it's like to lose everything. And uh, we didn't take a small break to let Jeff Johns come to our door and ask us if we have time to talk about our lords and saviors, the three jokers. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so, so I've always thought the I don't know what you call him, thug joker. Which one? The joker who looks like uh, he's got the uh, hipster haircut, the hipster haircut. I don't know why I said thug. Yeah. Um, I reference him as like the chameleon later. That is um, that is the Scott Snyder joker. Um, like from like the in-game arc when he gets his face back and stuff. I'm gonna um, say I think maybe I just I'm an old fuddy-duddy, so I see a new the best part, snapper and I'm like, that's a thug. The best part is, is that when Johns will eventually go on to do the three Joker story, that Joker's not one of the three Jokers. Mostly what I was gonna say is just that his face is always like whenever I see that Joker drawn, his face is just very weird looking. Yeah. You know? He fits the tone of that run pretty well. I mean, like... Uh, he cuts his fucking face off. Well, he did that before. But, <laughs> but, also, he didn't do it himself. Yeah. But, like, you know, 
it, yeah, so we, we see Batman is like communicating with Alfred about how the Joker was recently captured, but there are mysterious crimes happening elsewhere. We then see the revelation that the, the Mobius chair told Batman during Dark Side War that there was not one Joker, but three, which is all the context I really want to give. But, uh, you know, during said event, mm-hmm. <laughs> Dark Side is seemingly killed. Uh, and our, our narrator then explains that because of that, reality like flickered and enabled like this person who we're listening to to uh, break through and make direct contact with people. And uh, but it's dangerous and it may kill them, but they have to try. And I love this line right before the reveal, too. Um, he says, uh, because right now I'm worse than dead. I'm forgotten. Yes. Which is like also very meta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, then, boom, who's revealed it to who, who's it revealed to be, Max? fucking wally west oh not just wally West. og recipe wally west kid flash yeah fastest man alive and he used to be the flash but nobody remembers him is he faster than barry allen sure okay i don't know is he faster than (laughs) jay garrick sure is he faster than the other wally west whoever's the fastest is um whoever's the main character in the story for the flash can I go back and ask a question, actually? Yes, of course. You, you said uh, Superman died. Yeah. It doesn't say that. It just says he's missing at the f- beginning of this. Did he actually die in a previous something? New 52 Superman dies. Okay. At the end. Like on screen or on page, rather. Mm-hmm. Okay, He cool, dies cool. Uh, at the end of that run. Oh, isn't it because Darkseid kills him? And then Batman is like, I'm going to shoot you with my Darkseid gun. And Darkseid's like, you won't do it. You don't kill him. Batman's like, kill this. You get to get a final crisis, but... Went to dark side gun. <laughs> it's it's he has like dark side bullets, doesn't he? I think you're thinking of Final Crisis, but um, regardless, uh, yeah. All you need to know, new video to Superman. He's he's dead. We got another one. Okay. Okay. Like, cool. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Really, That's what DC says. Like honestly, that was probably my like, probably like my biggest question throughout this whole thing is like, is he what happened to Superman? Yeah. So, so okay, cool. We'll go into that more too because um, there's a story that we did not read. That I thought about maybe having us read, but I'll just explain it when we do the Doomsday Clock episode. Um, but yeah, so like Wally appears in the Batcave and like lightning's like swirling around him and he's yelling to Bruce that he needs his help. But and Bruce is like, who, who are you? <laughs> you know? And Wally tries to explain, but the connection isn't strong enough and he gets sucked back into the speed force. Um, he, he does say he's in the speed force as well, too, which is, you know. Yeah, he's like he's like trapped in between time and space in the speed force kind of just ripping him through he's using it to like kind of rip through like for these little moments at least yeah he's like trying he's like using the last of his strength to become material again yeah yeah and like just a cool concept yeah it's it's pretty it's pretty cool um uh you know speed force does anything and you know whatever (laughs) it just does cool sometimes you just gotta hop on your treadmill and you're you're there we'll we'll get to that in the next episode (laughs) but uh yeah as he does, like, while he yells for Bruce to remember the letter from his father, Thomas, and uh, he says that, like, this is how it all started. Like, he's talking about the, the flashpoint and whatnot. Um, so lightning uh, crashes through the Batcave, and it hits the walls and floor, and Bruce kind of confoundly looks at the letter from his alternate reality dad as Wally falls through time and space. And I really, like, uh, I also really dig Wally's narration as he gets pulled back in. Kind of like a crash course on like Flash Mythos, but it sounds super cool, like just the way he says it, because he says, uh, time rips open as I get sucked back into the speed force. Reality from across existence spills out. I think I'm going to die. Yeah, yeah just like, hearing that. Like, <laughs> who says that in comics? I yeah. think I'm going to die. Yeah. <laughs> I really liked that that line where he says, I'm worse than dead. I'm forgotten. Yeah. Um, that stuck stood out to me a lot because of, uh, did you ever end up reading American Gods by Neil Gaiman? I haven't read it yet, no. Well, that's the concept of that book is that gods 
it's like based on belief, right? Yeah. Gods only yeah. exist if someone remembers them and worships them. That's cool. And so I, I like that book a lot. So I saw that line and it just, it resonated with me quite a bit. Yeah. It's cool. It's Cause cool. like, that's a, you know, I mean, the same thing was with superheroes, you know, that's how comics work. It, yeah. I mean, like, and we're getting a very meta crash course on that in this for sure. <laughs> but like, so Wally though, you know, he, he's determined to warn his friends and, uh, die trying to help them if he has to. And, uh, we then get like a, we, we get like a recap of his origin. You know, it's like, it's the classic Wally West origin, you know, he, how he met Barry when he was young and, uh, you know, the same accident happened and he became kid flash. He joined the teen Titans, became the flash after Barry died in crisis on infinite earths. By um, the way, how does the flash die in crisis? What happens? Oh, he, yes. He breaks, um, uh, he, he sacrifices himself by like running. To, he ran so fast. No, <laughs> no way. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, the end of every flash story. Yeah. But like, uh, no. Um, so the, the villain of uh, crisis on infinite Earths, the anti-monitor, um, has this machine that's, you know, like eating universes and shit <laughs> and, uh, Barry fucking sacrifices himself by like running in it and he breaks it. But like he, he runs so bad. He like disintegrates. Okay. Like, you know, and, um, uh, yeah, it's cool. But um or and then Morrison will retcon that later and say that he ran through time. <laughs> it's just like fucking Batman. They're just like, no, he didn't die. He's just a caveman. That's because he got hit with the Omega Sanction and not the Omega Beams Max. Yeah. He's he's like a totally caveman and then like he's a pirate and Omega like, Sanction is different. Well yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so uh we get a nice portion of the recap dedicated to Linda Park who is uh, Wally's wife or once wife, I guess, since, uh, you know, nobody remembers him. Uh, but, uh, you know, and she's the one who he was referring to earlier, who, who grounded him in reality. And um, eventually Barry came back. Everything was all good. Um, and then he did a flashpoint, which is how I like to say that. But <laughs> he did a flash. He point. did a flashpoint. And instead of the usual Barry messed up the timeline explanation, we get some elaboration. Um, we see like this uh, big blue hand surface. Did and you... Did you have an inkling when you saw us the first time? No. Okay. Uh, and not at this point. Um, I'll, I'll tell you when I, when I started to think like, okay, like, you know, <laughs> but, um, uh, we see a big blue hand surface and it's, uh, stated by Wally that, um, here, I'll just read this big old quote, but, oh, I want to say about the big blue hand real quick. Actually, you want to know one of the reasons I didn't think about that because in crisis on an infinite earths, uh, when, um, it's a uh, pariah. Pariah, who's like a, who's who's the character in Crisis on Infinite Earths, um, who goes back to witness the uh, he causes the chain reaction that that causes the multiverse to collapse, and because he did the forbidden thing by uh, going back and watching the creation of the universe, he went he ran so fast back. He ran so fast that <laughs> no, but, no, but he goes back. He walked so fast in that in that depiction on Crisis though. There's like a godlike hand, and it's a blue hand. Like that was back then. Mm. Like in 85, like, so, I mean, like that was just like, I was like, that's a reference, right? Gotcha. Like, you know, like, it's like, a, okay, but like, yeah, clever, clever play there. But <laughs> anyway, so yeah, Wally, um, you know, he states, uh, someone outside of time watched it all happen. Someone saw history unravel when Barry created the flashpoint and when history was coming back together, they attacked as our timeline reformed, someone stole 10 years from us. A decade was removed like a Jenga piece. I don't know exactly how or why, but it changed everything. Heroes that were legends became novices. Bonds between them were weakened and erased. Legacies were destroyed. A darkness from somewhere has infected us. It has for a long time now, I think, even before the flashpoint. And no one knows this but me. A lot to unpack there. Um, again, a very extremely meta thing for Wally to say uh, in regards to just the publishing line of DC Comics at the for time. For me, rereading this after Doomsday Clock, I was like... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh. Like it's like, and I won't lie. Like 
I, uh, <laughs> I ate this shit up when it first came out. Like, like reading like those particular lines, I, I was like, oh, they, they get it, they get it now, they're fixing it, you know. Like I was, <laughs> but, but yeah, like Wally then talks about how whoever messed things up is still out there, um, and he's determined to try his best to reach out and help his friends in any way he can. And um, this next chapter, because this is where it, this book is segmented into, I think, four chapters. But um, uh, this next one is a big, like, just hodgepodge of vignettes basically um we see wally like try a connection with johnny thunder who's a geriatric old man in a nursing home calling out for uh his lightning you know his genie uh the justice society is traditionally the original superhero team in dc like canon um mm. but because of this unseen enemy they never existed which is why they're explaining there was never a jsa book in the new 52 <laughs> So, um, but the speed force, you know, pulls Wally back in, he reaches out and feels someone else lost in time. And, uh, we cut to a police station where Saturn girl from the Legion of superheroes is being interrogated for stealing a sandwich, which I thought was kind of funny. Dude, this, um, this but, is, I had no idea what the fuck, it, yeah, who, yeah. who these people were. <laughs> so the Legion of superheroes, I, I guess you got, you guys probably know now, at least like the, the base where it's like, they are, <laughs> sure. they're a team from the year 3000 <laughs> and, uh, they're a bunch of kids who are inspired by, uh, by Superboy in particular, who yeah, which, isn't it like Superman's like, it becomes like his ideal. Like they kind of base society off the ideals of Superman. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Is this yeah. a different Superboy than the one that like punched through time? It's not Superboy like Prime. A, an not, incel in his mom's basement. Not Superboy Prime. We're okay. not. Oh, thank God we don't get into him. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, like so Superboy, you know, was just Clark when he was. A, a boy okay <laughs> being superman uh but you know young superman adventures but um yeah so like you know the legion were like inspired by clark's legacy and um you know yeah, like josh was just saying they they kind of like mo- model the future after him and it's like this like great utopian society you know full of hope and like you know just just good-natured people and heroes and you know they all want to be the best they can be and stuff you know like my hero academia like it reminds me of like uh star trek next generation yeah yeah like it, uh-huh. it's it's yeah. It, it's very yeah like a utopia but not like a not like a weird dark one where like you know you gotta escape or whatever <laughs> because there's a nefarious scheme going on underneath fucking equilibrium yeah <laughs> but like so you know saturn girl that's saturn girl's part of the legion like okay. basically so but um uh yeah She's she'd been arrested. She's in the modern time right now. Uh, she stole a sandwich because she says that you know uh, where she comes from. They don't they don't pay for that. Uh, there's there's no money or whatever. <laughs> and what's so, and what's her deal? Is she a psychic? Yes. Okay. Yeah. She can read minds and uh, and uh, and in emotions thing. I think she's like partial uh, so path a lot of the time. This yeah, okay. ring that is in images a lot throughout this. I guess this series. That's her legion ring okay they, they all have they all have a ring like that's like you know their little status thing it's just whatnot. a signifier huh? okay. yeah yeah i didn't know if it had power like the like the lantern ring or you know to be honest I'm, ring. I'm not like super well versed in the legion i've only read like very random like tangential to the legion stories and like whenever they show up like i don't get the impression that that's the case but they all have like really weird out there powers and stuff well you've so you've read the legion of extraordinary gentlemen that's true yeah so and they all have out there powers as well yeah so that's true you're right yeah <laughs> unfortunately but yeah so like you know they're they're like you can't take a sandwich you know or whatever <laughs> and uh, and, uh, and saturn girl says that she wants to speak to her friend superman and the cops are like okay this lady's crazy you know and, and it's basically explained that the legion is not around either um the because, pizza papa because they didn't have a book <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah so uh we then get a uh little scene of ryan Choi, 
He's a student of Ray Palmer, aka the Adam, the the, the little guy, the Ant Man of uh, of DC. Isn't there a DC guy? <laughs> Isn't there a, a DC guy called Molecule Man too? Molecule Man's Marvel. Oh, yeah. Why is there a Molecule Man and an Ant Man? Molecule Man, he deals with molecules. Okay, but can't Ant Man go to molecular size too? He could go to molecular size. He doesn't like change molecules. Oh, so Molecule Man's like Doctor Manhattan. He is a lot like that, actually. Okay. We'll get into that when we get into Hickman stuff. So the Adam is basically <laughs> just, he's like Ant-Man. Yeah. And like he's there, because doesn't he say like, I'm in the quantum realm or something? He does. Yeah. So, um, uh, so yeah. So Ryan Choi, he's a student of Ray Palmer at Ivy University. And uh, he's like explaining to a very pissed off Dean uh, why Ray isn't holding class again. We get the impression that, you know, Ray Palmer is not around a lot to teach his class. And uh, Ryan goes to Ray's office to find... Uh, he sees like mail piled up and there's a message that Ray has jumped into the time pool and it is stuck as the atom. Uh, he we, looks, what? I say we get an extremely comic book line. Yeah. <laughs> Last week I detected a disruption deep within the temporal nanostructure of the timeline. <laughs> like I can just do that. God damn it. Uh, like his face, like Troy's face also just sells that line as well. He's just like, what the hell are you talking <laughs> yeah, about? What? I, lo- I love his look when, um, uh, cause, cause like that scene ends where, um, uh, he just looks over to see that, um, Ray left an atom belt for him to use, like to basically come find him or help him. And he's just like, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, so uh, we then jump to uh, the Blue Beetle Boys. I love the Blue Beetle Boys. They're fun. But yeah, the Ted Cord and Jaime Reyes. Um, Ted uh, is the traditional Blue Beetle um, in, in continuity. Oh, it's Jaime? Jaime, yeah. Jaime, okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, Ted... It traditionally is uh, is blue beetle in like you know post crisis continuity and whatnot um you know he's he's a, he's a you know techie guy he owns a company you know he's kind of, he's kind of like batman but he's 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 blue and goofier and uh <laughs> like in in new 52 continuity I, he wasn't blue beetle but he's like he finds the scarab with Jaime, like the scarab is like this thing that attaches to Jaime and like makes him the Blue Beetle, right? They're kind of retconning like what Blue Beetle is. Like it's not just like a suit or a, a thing that they get into that a little bit. Yeah. Actually. And, uh, and I will say that that Blue Beetle book, the Rebirth one, I read that like for quite some time when it came out. It was really good. It gives you like really early like Spider-Man vibes. Like it's, it's just a lot of fun. I've always been <laughs> interested in, in Blue Beetle. Um, I would recommend the run. It's it's not really like any other like classic Blue Beetle stuff, but it's a cool take. And like and I think that Jaime is the one that they're they're utilizing in like a, they're they're doing like a movie or something for HBO Max or something like that. Well, if it's, maybe if it's not canceled now. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but but, I, but uh, wasn't there a show like I, I know we were too old for it at the time, but wasn't there like a Batman and the Blue Beetle cartoon? I don't know if it's Batman and the Blue Beetle. Um, I know that Batman had that Brave and the Bold series like not too long ago that featured a bunch of like DC characters. There was one I specifically remember like my little brother watching that had a lot of Blue Beetle. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. I don't recall that off the top of my head, but that's interesting. Yeah. Now, Blue Beetle is a is a, is a cool character. I, I like the Blue Beetle. But yeah, so, um, you know, they're, they're like they're Ted is like really gung ho and he wants to do like cool Blue Beetle stuff. And Jaime's all like, but I've got class. I'm like Peter Parker, you know, or whatever. And uh, so he goes off and uh, <laughs> this shit's so funny. It's like just so the, the context is just not there. But Dr. Fate shows up <laughs> um, and in in short terms, he, he tells Ted that the scarab, the Blue Beetle scarab is is not is magic. It's not science. I think I had a note here to ask you guys, like, did that make any sense? No, well, <laughs> no, he, of course, because he explains it afterwards. He says, 
you believe the Blue Beetle Scarab to be xenotechnology, Theodore. That is a lie, purposely perpetrated by the darkest of sorcerers. You're not playing with extraterrestrials, you're playing with magic. And then my favorite face in the whole book. Ted Cord going, magic? Magic? I like it. I like that he's like excited uh-huh. that it's magic. <laughs> it's is this like, Gary Frank drawing uh, this portion? Ooh, I don't know. Look on the look on the front page, it'll tell you in order who did what, I think. John's Frank. Well, I mean, it says Frank's name first, but he did not draw that first issue because it doesn't look like his I th- art. I think that's him and his. Because this, sure. maybe it's in the back of that it's issue, a, Max. That says it. That because yeah, I know it literally breaks down who did what, like in each chapter. Because we're still in chapter two here. Yeah. We'll see at the end. Uh, chapter one, chapter two, Gary Frank. Chapter okay, yeah, Gary Frank. Yeah, yeah no, dude, I don't know. Was, can we just say how how great Gary Frank is? <laughs> fucking. <laughs> I don't know jack shit about Doctor Fate, but he looks like he looks like like uh, Nova and um, Doctor Doom like put together or something. And yeah, he looks fucking cool. He's he's got he's a cool design. I remember in early in my uh, comic book reading career. Dr. Fate was a character that I really wanted to get into, um, mostly because of that Swamp Thing, um, Alan Moore, uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover issue where he teams up with Dead Men and Dr. Fate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is Dr. Fate basically Dr. Strange or is he more like... Uh, yeah, yeah okay. he's it. I mean, you know, minor differences, but they both probably, you know, hold up their hands weird and they both probably go, to me! Isn't you know? Dr. Fate's like <laughs> powers derived from his helmet? From the helmet, okay, yes. Yeah. yeah, that's correct. Um, at least in most incarnations. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think actually the new 52 version was different. It was something else. I don't know. But um, uh, but but yeah, usually it's it's the helmet. Okay. Yeah. And it's like an actual like persona that like takes over. Like, you know, like Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I have a quick question. Yeah, go um, ahead. Or yeah. rather comment. Uh, when we first see the Blue Beetle boys, yeah, and we see the the Blue Beetle ship, the my BBBs. the bug first reaction was, "Is that Archie?" It looks a lot like that, doesn't it? That, and that's that re- was like my first thing was like, is "That's it supposed it. to be a reference." That's a wow. good that's a good fucking eye because Blue Blue Beetle is the is the uh, Night Owl is the analog for Blue Beetle. Really, really, he's yeah. not Batman. No. Oh, because that makes even more sense. Oh, I'm so smart. Because modeled after the uh, the Charlton characters, you know, for the most part, and I mean, like, I I will say, like, a lot of people say, like, oh, it's a you know a one for one comparison, and obviously, more like still made them his own characters. Like, I mean, I'd say that you could even like you know compare like a character like Rorschach to obviously he's based off the question, but like. Mm He has a lot of Batman traits to him. You know, a lot of people like put them kind of together and the same thing with like Dr. Manhattan and like you can kind of uh, move him with Superman or like, you know, kind of like an uh, an opposite of Superman type thing, which yeah. obviously gets explored in Doomsday Clock a lot. But, you know, and and but in reality, uh, he's an analog for the Charlton character that DC acquired uh, Captain Adam. Okay. So, so like, you know, but yeah, Blue Beetle, Night Owl. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, so, cool. so that's a good eye. Is Captain yeah. Adam different from the Adam? Yes. That's not confusing. This is like fucking Marvel with their Captain Marvel, Marvel, Mr. Marvel, Marvel Man, Super Marvel. Guys, Adam was a cool word back then. Okay. <laughs> yeah, dude, Josh, that's such a good point because it's even got the wings with mm-hmm. the stripes just like Archie has. Mm-hmm. That's, that's right. A, that's a good that's a good catch. Is that is that yeah. design of the bug like consistent? Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yep. It usually looks that way. That's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, um, uh, so it, it bullet point here, because it goes through pretty quick, but we, we see, you know, we see Damian Wayne, um, we see Jessica Cruz, Green Lantern. She's a new Green Lantern. Um, she learns about Sinestro, um, and we see Jackson, a.k.a. Aqualad. Uh, oh, okay. J- I thought that was Cyborg. Nope, nope. 
um, Aqualad, but the uh, narration by Wally, I think at this point is actually kind of nice. Um, it, he he kind of he kind of tips his hat to the new like good ideas on the horizons while take talking about like retaining legacy and stuff like so they're kind of like nicely saying like hey we're not throwing away like that new shit <laughs> that you, that's working mm-hmm. and that you guys like you know um, but yeah then we get a very uh, peculiar scene with the character by the name of Pandora so uh, Pandora was uh, something the new fifty two kept trying to make happen but nobody cared and um, she was kind of like a big new signifier of like the new 52 you know like it, it was like it, it, fucking pandora you know like it was like they were really pushing pandora like, like as a, a villain or a hero it, neither uh like like you know she she was like i guess like kind of came off like a villain but like she had like temporal chronal knowledge of like a like okay so like when they did the new 52 right they merged um like all the Vertigo titles, like Constantine and all them, like it technically they're in the DC universe, quote unquote, right? But like they were always like kind of in their own corner. Um, same thing with uh, uh, Wildstorm. So that's Jim Lee's like old printing house that he had back in the Image days. He had characters like you know the Wildcats and Grifter and shit like that. So like when DC had acquired those, they wanted to merge all this shit together. Pandora is the one who's like these universes move, move merge together. And that's why they're all part of one thing now, you know? And it's like, so it's, it, it, you know, she, she like kind of knew some spacey timey wimey shit was up. She was like this mysterious character that they kept pointing to and being like, isn't Pandora badass guys. And we were all like, no, this, these, <laughs> this, all this stuff she says with the context of doomsday clock reading through it again i'm like oh yeah so yeah well, well oh. yeah well let's let's talk about that so like pandora is uh, like running and she gets cornered in an alley by an unseen force she rants and raves about how like this unseen person pursuing her believes it, he she's like you believe in nothing but skepticism doubt corruption and uh but the heroes of this universe have and will continue to prove them wrong and uh she has then exploded <laughs> In a very specific blue way, ending the chapter. This is where I started to think. This is where I I was like, (laughs) this is where I remembered it. I was reading this um, and back when I back when we we didn't know, like I was literally just reading the issue, you know, Mm -hmm. and I and I didn't have it spoiled for me. So like I that was when I was like that that just blue energy coming out and shit. I was like, Dr. Manhattan, you know, like I was like. It was an inkling. This looked familiar, but yeah, you you said that you said you actually kind of recognized it from the Rorschach. Well, I was like, this <laughs> looks familiar, and I was talking to Josh about it, and he was like, "Did you did your issue have the parallels like with with yeah. the Rorschach exploding? Because that it, that panel of her exploding is an exact reference to Manhattan in my exploding Rorschach. Did you just hear that noise I made? Yeah, whoa, it's like a oh, balloon. It was a cat. <laughs> that was weird. I'm keeping that in. Okay, <laughs> um, but I was like. First, well, first off, at this point, I was so overloaded with like, I was like, what? <laughs> you're, the just, you're like, fuck? Blue Beetle, what the fuck? I was like, what the fuck <laughs> is happening? Who are these people? Um, but uh, yeah. 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 So Pandora's exploded as if to say, hey, we're done with that shit. <laughs> Dude, that's another thing the fucking Watchmen movie does that annoys me. Oh, God. <laughs> when at the, at the end, spoilers for Watchmen, uh, the film. The film and the book, but when when Rorschach gets exploded, it's like <laughs> <laughs> he, does, he does. It's like it's like super. It's like a fucking like a, like a cake. Just yeah. Like, <laughs> and I was like, 
Calm the fuck. Scott Snyder is probably like, he went out like a fucking badass. Well, not Scott Snyder. Hey, no, uh, Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder, yes. They are not related. No. <laughs> is Scott Snyder cool? He seems really cool. All right, Scott Snyder, you got my ups. I haven't met him. I like a lot of his books, though. Me and it, we're hanging out tomorrow. He seems like a nice guy. <laughs> so so uh, can I ask yeah. why, why he exploded Pandora? I think the idea- Because she knew? I think, I, I think the what, idea is because she knew. And yeah. she would- she would like, mean. I mean, he's a mean guy. Yeah, a lot of the time. Spoilers for for the button, <laughs> but that's uh, something that happens to someone in there. Yeah, it's kind of the same. He, yeah, it was he, my same. Anybody, question. anybody who like literally is like, I know you're there. He's just like, fuck off. <laughs> like, it just gets rid of him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Luckily, but I will say though, you know, there's people concerned about the character in the button. Um, at least like you know, or at least acknowledging he's gone. Nobody says shit about Pandora, so, you know, whatever. Is she just gone forever from D.C. at this point? Never seen her again. Awesome. <laughs> Joff Johns was just like, bye. He's like, all right, guys, Pandora's not working, guys. Fuck, get her out of here, I guess. Anyway, so, like, we jump to chapter three. Uh, this chapter's also filled with vignettes, but they are, uh, they're a bit more detailed, and they're... They're more about our, our long-standing characters here. Um, uh, you know, our our our, our old school guys, um, and gals. But uh, we get the revelation that <laughs> this shit's funny. Hey, got see. So, <laughs> Wonder Wonder Woman has a brother. And I'm gonna re- just read this sentence real quick. Hang on, see. So we get the revelation that Wonder Woman has a brother, and Grail holds Baby Darkseid on Themyscira. Please don't make me explain this. <laughs> okay, okay. At least is Darkseid's name <laughs> fucking Jason? No. Okay. It's not Jason That's Wonder Todd? Woman's brother. Well, why is he holding? Because she's got baby dark side, okay? But then why? Okay. <laughs> no. Okay. Let Are me, you actually not going to explain it? Yeah, I will explain it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. Grail is Darkseid's daughter who he had with a Themyscira <laughs> warrior assassin lady. So she's like part Darkseid, part Themyscira. At the end of Darkseid War, after he dies, he's reborn as a baby Darkseid and Grail takes him, okay? Okay. <laughs> the way that that That's was it. written- that's like, all I'm talking about. Who's Jason? Wonder Woman's brother. The way that this Jason panel is, is like <laughs> written and laid out, I was like, is Darkseid Wonder Woman's brother and his name fucking Jason? I love this page. Jason Darkseid. <laughs> if I could own... Darkseid Jason. If I could... <laughs> He's Japanese. If I could own one, one like page from this issue it would be this one (laughs) it's got fucking wally west screaming at the top like his floating head above fucking thin mascara it's almost like wally is going like what the fuck is happening (laughs) like why 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 are we taking a detour on this like and and i know that you know that's not really fair of me to say because it's like you know john's is going through and like trying to feature everything you know and trying to get you interested and obviously all of these characters are on their own different journeys and you know pitching all these different books basically in one book is going to be jarring and and i and and, you know not every story will be for everyone but it's like this one is just so funny to me because it's just like a whole bunch of what the fuck like you know (laughs) like it's just like, like if you have no context it's just like I don't me. know anything here. I was like, like yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, what? Yeah, and um, <clears throat> I was I w- when I was reading it, I forgot what I was gonna say. Think, oh. dark side, Josh. Think, dark side, oh. dark side, Jason. Dark side, Jason. I lost it. I'll come back. It'll come back. That's all right. <laughs> but yeah, we, so, we got so off topic. Yeah, it's good. It's good. But we then uh, cut to a neat scene. 
where a bunch of uh, heroes are mourning the death of Superman, New 52 Superman specifically. Um, I especially enjoy that we get a page showcasing a Green Arrow and Black Canary meeting finally. They were they were like not aware of each other through the whole New 52. And they were like post-crisis, pre-New 52. They were a couple married off and on. They were like one of the best couples in That's comics. That's surprising that they didn't do that whole five years. Yeah. None of that. It's weird. And I mean, there were some good Green Arrow stories in there. Jeff Lemire had a run. And that was pretty cool. There was some good stuff in there, but like, yeah, no Black Canary. Really weird. Very so, strange thing missing from Green Arrow. <laughs> so is this this panel where everybody's like mourning, there's like a crater and red smoke. So is, did Manhattan kill Superman? It, it wasn't Manhattan. Um, it, it was through some chicanery, I believe, through uh, Brian Hitch's JLA series. Okay. And I believe it was... Uh, I might be getting this wrong. Because like literally a Dark page Side before. Tim. It wasn't Dark Side. It was um. It was uh, It was the Kryptonian god Rao. Okay. Who like who <laughs> came down and invaded Earth and like Superman like sacrificed himself. I remember he dies at the end of that series. I'm pretty sure that's where it came okay. from. But. It was very confusing because <laughs> literally a page before Manhattan blows someone up and there's red smoke on the ground. That's and true. The next that's page true. There's a crater with red smoke and they're like Superman's dead. To be fair, I think that the red smoke from Pandora was just because like she like wears red. <laughs> and stuff <laughs> but like but yeah I, I don't um with superman yeah the red smoke yeah that's that's a that's a good catch trying to connect those but no he okay. it wasn't manhattan who killed him um but yeah no, no I, I just need you know i i just particularly love the green arrow and black canary moment because well, uh, i really i love those characters i really I like too this is where we start kind of getting into the thesis a little more of like wally's uh how he keeps talking about like they've lost the last 10 years and what they've lost yeah. these defining you know, connections, uh, between themselves Yeah, and they're worse for it. Which is basically just John's pitch for this book. Yeah. But like they, <laughs> they seem like they're like pseudo subconsciously aware. Yeah. Like they yeah. know something. Cause you don't wrong. even see them talk to each other. Like mm-hmm. they literally just eyeball each other and it's like, Hey, mm-hmm. like, you know, like it's like, it's like a love at first sight almost type thing. Cause it is funny actually in the rebirth green arrow book, like the first issue, like they're together. Like they're just like, I mean, they're newly together, but they're, they're together. You know, they're just like, let's fucking get to this shit. You know, that's a great run by the way, the, okay. the rebirth green arrow. It's a, by Ben Percy. It's, it's super awesome. But yeah. Um, uh, can we move on to the, the most <laughs> confounding part of this whole book? <laughs> Max's favorite part of the book. Now we get some truly confusing shit for people without context. Superman, Lois Lane and their son, John. Watching the death of Superman on the news. Watching the death of Superman. Very blatantly Henry Cavill, now Superman. You, now, now, listeners, you may be asking, I thought Superman just died. Didn't we just talk about this? Yes. The new 52 Superman died. No questions. <laughs> However, post-crisis Superman, the one that we're looking at right now, is in this universe, and he's still married to Lois, plus they have a young kid. Named, named John. John? Named John. Which I, rereading again, I'm like, wait, wait. John Kent. After his dad. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, but the very end of Doomsday Clock. I, I know, I know, I know. We'll get to it. We'll okay. get to it, guys. We're in Watchmania, all right? <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> but, okay, let me explain this. This was, uh, The reason there's this other Superman and his family and, and their son, John. Uh, this was all due to a weird event called Convergence uh, that basically put them in the main universe like the the new 52 universe um there was there was a cool series actually after that event happened because convergence was let me just explain it real quick convergence was an event about a a version of brainiac um stealing cities and stuff from the multiverse because he likes to steal and making his own battle world sure yeah 
Okay. But but they but they did they did like a two part series for like all these different characters, right? And they were a bunch of ones that like we hadn't seen in forever. And like uh, the biggest successful one was the Superman one because it was about post crisis Superman, <laughs> and and they revealed in that 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 he has a kid, you know, and and it, like with Lois and. Uh, it's um it was so successful that uh they actually spun it off and you know made it at the end of that event that he like him and his family got into the regular universe. Wait, and so was this a Superman that hadn't been seen yes. in, in like years? Uh, yes. Yeah. So, so wait, well, is well, this he, Crisis he, on Infinite Earth? He was he was from Superman? His, no. He was from he was he was from post crisis. Oh, so like, okay. I thought you were saying like post the crisis storyline, but no, post crisis is its own thing. Post crisis is its own thing. Yeah. Okay. So like cuz the universe like reforms after that. Okay into like its own singular thing but um yeah so like there there was the, the for a time being when new 52 superman was still alive there was this cool series before this happened the rebirth special um called uh it was called a uh, superman and lois uh or superman lois and clark and it was written by dan jurgens who's like an old school superman writer and it explored them living under the radar basically before the death of the new 52 superman so like he was like operating but he was like doing like stealth things that like he was like oh they need help with this like that I'll go sounds do this. like mr invincible Fun. or uh, mr incredible yeah yeah it's kind of like that yeah okay. and like but it, and it was cool he like wore his uh his black suit and shit and he had like a beard and stuff it was cool <laughs> like it, it was only like eight issues long but i read that and i was like i was like this is awesome you know and i was really interested in the fact that he had a son you know and like and that added a whole new angle and that went on to in rebirth become like <clears throat> the best rebirth series ever, which is like the, the thing that got me reading Superman, uh, the Peter J. Tomasi and Patrick Gleason run, which is like all about like Superman, you know, being a dad and like, and it's, it's super fucking wholesome and it's awesome. And it's great. Okay, well, um, <laughs> but yeah, so I really could have used that context. Yeah. yeah. Well, you have it now. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> but, but, uh, but anyway, and uh, now you do too, loyal yeah, listeners. Yeah. In case you want to know if any of that shit made sense. <laughs> but yeah, so like, um, anyway, so Clark and Lois are talking about like what to do because, you know, they're watching like, they're like, this universe of Superman is fucking dead, you know? And like, they're like, what, what are you going to do? And uh, Clark, like, you know, is like, I don't, I don't know, you know, as he's like, I don't really, I'm enjoying like just being a family guy, you know, <laughs> living on a farm or whatever. But um, uh, Clark like goes outside and <laughs> Again, I was like, (laughs) what? Oh, my God. Different Dr. Fate. When Clark is confronted outside uh, of his house by a man naming himself Mr. Oz, he tells Clark that his family and him are not what they believe they are, and neither was the fallen Superman. Um, Is this guy like, uh, who's the fucking, the Watcher from Marvel or something? No? (laughs) Fuck, dude. Should we just go and should I just tell you what Superman Reborn is right now? What I was gonna say. <laughs> I was gonna. Well, t- this this page, the very next box, sums up my feelings. Mm-hmm. I have so many questions. <laughs> yeah, I uh, was about to say. How about so you Mr. don't even explain who Mister Oz is? To be fair, we did not we did not know who he was at this time. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Like we, we he he was a mystery. That was that was uh you know elaborated on by Dan Jurgens in the action comics run that he did for Rebirth. Um. Mr. Oz is Jor-El, Superman's dad. His papa? Yes. His biological father from Krypton. Um, is he a physical entity or is yes. he like spirit? Okay. He's he's a guy. He he is him. <laughs> um, Mr. Oz uh, has a sect of stories wherein which uh, he appears to be imprisoning people and he utilizes blue energy and things like that. And the basic 
story motif here is uh we are led to believe that he is working with dr manhattan um this is done through like a few different books like okay. uh james tinian's uh detective comics um action comics primarily has a bunch of mr oz stuff obviously dealing directly with superman um it ends wherein like they have this big confrontation. So basically Jor-El's a bad guy. And we find out that um, when the planet exploded, um, much like John will take things or reorganize things. Uh, John, I mean, Dr. Manhattan, sorry. Um, but uh, he took Jor-El when the planet exploded and he put him on Earth in a place far away where in which he is like enslaved and goes insane. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and um, basically becomes a, a crazy bad guy who's brainwashed and doing the bidding of uh, Dr. Manhattan. How could he be enslaved, though, if he's if he's just like Superman and the sun would make him super strong? Uh, he <laughs> he has kryptonite lodged in his face. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, <laughs> 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 this is why we do this show, you know, like it's <laughs> but but um, so Mr. Oz is a whole uh a whole thing. Um, but I believe what he is directly referencing when he says that uh, Clark and his family are not what they seem to be or what they think they are, including the new 52 Superman. He's referencing a later story that will come called Superman Reborn, which is the other story that I suggested maybe we should read or cover. But really, it can be explained in this. I I, I think I'll, I'll save it for Doomsday Clock. Um, just just for the reference here, because right now we are literally just dealing with post-crisis Superman and he doesn't like come back in this story. So, you mm -hmm. know, it's like whatever. <laughs> but um, yeah. So uh, I don't know. Next. I mean, we get a scene of Aquaman proposing to Mira. That's cute. That is there anything besides that? Because it's never. Uh, I mean, you know, that's that's what Aquaman's doing. I thought this was a charming little scene. <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> like, it is. It's like nice, but it's just like after all this like crazy revelatory like mystery shit, it's just like, oh, yeah, Aquaman, he, well, he's getting married. It is. It is important, Josh, because it's, Wally sees it. Wally's peeping. And that's true. Wally, Wally sees it kind of like with the Green Arrow and Black Canary. It's uh, like well, that's, I'm literally <laughs> flipping back to the next page and I'm I'm seeing now it's literally just like page after page of relationships ones that were that now don't exist ones that don't belong in the universe but are here yeah and now you know the formation of a new relationship going straight into that's true it is kind of strange that the superman Linda. one feels uh like tonal whiplash compared to the rest of the, of the stuff in this chapter that's for sure like uh, the rest of this entire book <laughs> <laughs> hey it gets a little bit more cohesive here in a bit i think well yeah because they stopped going from 90 different characters to just two <laughs> Okay, calm down, man. <laughs> no, but I, I will say just about the Aquaman scene, though. I I do uh I do love when he kneels down and Mara's all like, "What are you doing?" And he says, "It's a surface custom." Yeah, that's really that's yeah. really sweet. <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, Arthur." But yeah, so uh, we can cut back to uh, the crime scene where Superman died, and uh, Linda Park, like I said, Wally's uh, his usual wife, is trying to gain access for the story because you know she's like a struggling reporter, and Wally, you know has come across her and he, he narrates how much, uh, he has missed her. And, um, she, she's, she fails basically to get behind the police line and she walks away and Wally appears in front of her and he, uh, tells her to take his hand so that he can come home. And she looks super confused and he tells her, you know, he loves her and how they can help each other and help everyone again. Uh, but tragically, yeah, she, she doesn't remember him. That's, that's a hard, that's a gut punch there, man. Like, even if you don't know anything about Wally West, it's like, I know, that's I a, like <laughs> you're like, Fuck. damn, that sucks. But yeah. Wally gets pulled back in, uh, 
thinking that it can't end like this. And yeah, like I said, gut-wrenching scene. And I, I think it's very effective. Um, I will say, though, uh, but that that pose Wally does, like right after she says she doesn't know him, is kind of funny. It makes me think he's going, like he's immediately like just like crumpled on the ground. Like it's it's kind of funny. It's very dramatic. But then he says, I love the God, please, please let her remember me. Please. And then and then you get a you get a. Yeah, Krakow. Yeah, the old Speed Force Lightning. But yeah, so while he starts tumbling, you know, appearing in like short bursts, like you know, to people he knew, like Captain Boomerang and Cyborg Nightwing. But you know, nothing is working, and and it's like he he can't even like hold it together that long anymore. And uh, he then sees uh, this, this part. I thought I thought was kind of interesting, especially at the time. Uh, so he sees the new Fifty Two Wally. Oh, um, okay. Yes. Yeah, so, so this was the new Fifty Two version of Wally West, and we get the retcon here that this Wally isn't like some reimagined version of like you know your original Wally West. This is your original Wally West. This this Wally's different, you know. And it's a uh, it's it's his cousin who he was never close with. Like we see new 52 wally save a girl's life and uh you know because he's he's got you know flash powers i did i <laughs> thought this was very sweet yeah and uh and it, i think it's kind of cool because yeah it's it, he he saves this little girl from like oncoming traffic and wally thinks that like if he has to die uh you know it, 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 the work is in good hands basically like he, he he's okay like so you know, yeah i'm glad you said that because i was gonna ask uh at the end, because I keep derailing everything with all these questions. No, no. It's, I, I mean, this book deserves it. <laughs> I was going to say, is Wally West not in the New 52 at all? It's um, it's just that Wally. Okay. Yeah. Who who doesn't even get powers until like quite a while into the Flash run of the New 52. Hmm. He's just like kind of a punk kid, you know, who like, you know, he's kind of like, he's lost his way, you know, <laughs> and like, and then he gets powers and he kind of becomes a good guy. And he has like a cool, like, you know, arc later on and stuff, but he's kind of, unfortunately, he's kind of a character everyone's forgot about too. He's not really around anymore. Not relevant. You know, I mean, he might pop up in like a book here and there, but like he's, he was on like the rebirth version of like the Teen Titans that was run by Damian Wayne, um, you know, the Batman's son. Uh, Who's a little twisted little freak. I like Damien now since that new Robin series. That's all. I hated Damien for a long time, but yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so like <clears throat> Wally, like, you know, after seeing that and whatnot, he, he feels the end coming and he's pulled towards Barry and, uh, you know, the, the man who started it all for him. And uh, he witnesses Barry, like, you know, doing some good. He's saving people, carrying and getting them pizza or whatever. I love you know? this page. <laughs> Actually, you know, what's funny about the, the pizza thing. Um, at the midnight release, I think it was in... Was it in Midtown Comics or was it somewhere else? I don't know. Uh, but Jeff Johns and Scott Snyder like went to the midnight release of this book and were like giving people pizza in line and stuff. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. But um, uh, yeah. So like, you know, um, he sees Barry just like being Barry, you know, and, and while he thinks to himself that Barry's happy and that's enough for him and he can do this like one last talk before he goes like this is the last of all he can muster. And uh, we then get Wally appearing in front of Barry and we get this great exchange. Um, I'll just read what he says. Wally says, to, uh, Barry, you don't know who I am. And you won't remember. So this is hello and goodbye. Before I say anything else, you need to go to Batman. Ask him about the letter from his father. Tell him that there's something wrong with history. Someone has infected it. And you all forgot things like me. And Barry's like, who are you? And he says, Barry, thank you for an amazing life. And I'm, I might be crying a little bit, but you know. <laughs> but, okay, well, but, you're uh, going to make me feel bad. But he said, <laughs> yeah, he said, thank you for your kindness for your inspiration, for being there for me so many times, for now, the last time. Barry says he doesn't understand, and Wally says, uh, I hope one day you will. You were right, Barry. Every second is a gift, 
That's why I won't die in anguish. I'll go with love in my heart. Goodbye, Barry. Goodbye. Then Wally starts to crackle, dissipate into the speed force, when all of a sudden, Barry's eyes widen, and he says, Wally? Question mark Wally. And he reaches out for his friend, and Barry pulls Wally through, and he's back, baby. Yeah, that was fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> can, I make, can I make fun of the heartfelt part? Fine. Okay, so this is this is very different in the book form, but when I was reading this, uh, don't listen, government, online, <laughs> it felt like Wally, the way the panels were laid out, it felt like Wally was saying goodbye for like a hundred panels, <laughs> and he was like, he just <laughs> it, it was like, it just kept going, he'd be like, goodbye, and also, <laughs> Fuck. I loved you, goodbye. But one more thing, like it was like, yeah, okay, I could see that. Yeah, he's saying like I have a second left to live, and then he gives like ten paragraphs of speech. Maybe he's talking really fast. He's a flash. It was just, it felt like, (laughs) it felt like a parody (laughs) because it just kept going. I guess, I guess, I could see that. Yeah, it's much better in the book. Yeah, I I like it. I I I think the the pacing too of the panels of Barry remembering Wally and then pulling him is like a really good, like, it's it, it laid out very well, like the way it happens, you know, and uh, Barry, like, you know, at that point, he apologizes, he's got like tears in his eyes, and they hug, and, and he's like, how could I ever forget you? I and, think I love like, The Flash. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this this type of stuff is like, what makes you love The Flash? And then you read his stories, and it's like, he, he ran so fast, you know, and uh, that's that's the story. <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, Wally then explains, um, he just tells Barry everything, you know, he's about the missing time, the relationships, all of it. Um, Barry asks, you know, immediately he's like, he's like, is it my fault? Because I, you know, I did a flashpoint. And uh, while he says, no, it's someone else. And uh, we then cut back to the Batcave where Bruce is looking at his father's letter and he notices something shiny in the Batcave wall. And it's a spot where uh, Wally's lightning actually hit before. And uh, he starts to dig it out. While we read the conversation between him and Barry, Wally explains at the end, uh, he says, there's a force out there we've never met. There's going to be a war between hope and despair, love and apathy, faith and disbelief. When I was outside of time, I felt their presence. I tried to see who it was. I couldn't, but I know they're out there and they're waiting to attack again. For some reason, I can feel it. Even now, Barry, we're being watched. And then it's revealed that lodged within the wall of the Batcave is the comedian's bloody pin from Watchmen, which is like the iconic panel from this book. What okay? Read as someone who had no. I what what did you think when you saw the button? Oh, like when I read it, like for the first time. Yeah, like I was saw like, this panel. For the I first was time. like, "What the fuck?" Like I I, I just I it, it was legitimately like I, I'm not like making this shit up, but like I legit felt like, "Oh no!" And that's cool. <laughs> like at the same exact time, you know, I was like, I was like, "There's." There's some potential there, you know, like some exciting shit. Like it got me, you know, I was just like, oh man, like, yeah, like they're doing it. But then it was like the, you know, the other part of my brain was like, oh no, oh no, this could be bad. You know, (laughs) it's like, but, but I, I think I had enough like perception at the time just to be like, just ride the moment and just be like, this is exciting, you know? And like, and it was a thing that I think in general, everyone like, you know, I was watching like, you know, comic YouTube videos and stuff and like, you know, seeing the forums and everybody was like, damn, like, what is this? And it was, it was fun to be like theorizing everything, you know, and people were pulling panels from Watchmen and being like, maybe this means that, like, maybe he's going to use that and shit. And like, and it was, it was, uh, it was fun. Like, you know, I mean, like it was, it was cool. And like, but yeah, I mean, there, there is that cynical side of me that was like, you shouldn't do that though. You know, like, I don't know. Like it, that's when, when I, when Doomsday Clock was like announced in there, like DC meets watch. DC, DC yeah. meet, and you know, I will, we'll talk about it like later, but, um, Watchmen, 
I had had a deep like reverence for, but I hadn't read it in so long that like I didn't have my now more mature perspective on it. But I remember even thinking like, why are you doing that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, because we had all, at this point, we had already had before Watchmen, which was pretty damn lackluster for the most part. I mean, like, I don't want to like diss on those books. There's some great creative teams and some neat ideas, but like overall, it's like, you can really chalk it up to just like unnecessary. Yeah. I know? remember and, those coming out. And, and I think after that, I remember like thinking they just felt like they shouldn't try. They didn't have anything to say. Like, you know, it was like just nothing wrong with like a cool story. Right. But like Watchmen's not about like just a, cool story you know what's <laughs> like, you know what's fucked up what when the movie came out there was an xbox live arcade like exclusive downloadable game that was rorschach and nightwing or night, night owl. owl and it was like a beat-em-up like a brutal beat-em-up where you like go through like apartments and jails and like just beat the shit out of it and like kill criminals and every time you you beat up a guy like you beat him to a pulp Zack snyder goes goes yeah and gives you a point yeah. Yes. <laughs> and like fucking night out snapping bones out of arms. And he he changes his phrases like an action figure. He's like, yeah. he's like, yeah. And he's like, I recreated this panel. Like, you know, whatever. <laughs> and like all this stuff. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that's, I mean, I think you probably summarized everyone's thoughts of, of like, oh, cool. And oh no. Yeah. I mean, like I, I was, I, I can legitimately say I was in both camps, you know, and, and I, but I kind of feel like that was a, that was a common consensus at the time. And it, I, it, it, you know, I won't say like, you know, nowadays I I don't really think this, but um, Jeff Johns at the time bat 100 every fucking time. You know, like it was like if I'm going to trust anyone, it's in good hands, it would probably be him. Like if, if of all the people at D.C., like it would be him, you know. And uh, so it was kind of like one of those like shit, they probably shouldn't do that. You're like, but like, you know, but, but, but like, but it's, but it, but it'll probably be good. I kind of want to see it. Yeah. But it'll probably be good. You know, like it, it was a, it, yeah, I don't know. A lot of mixed emotion because like I, I can look back on that. And I still kind of get that feeling when I read this book. I got a know? little bit of that when yeah. I got to that page. I was like, like oh, I know, cool. like, you know, where it goes, <laughs> yeah. but I still got to that. And I was like, okay, yeah, that was, that, that was rad. Yeah. Yeah. I was going like, to ask what, what you thought. Cause I kind of had the same thing. I, I knew this was leading up to Watchmen just because of yeah, Doomsday Clock. Yeah. But when that happened, I was like, oh. Yeah, like, that's cool. That's, then, just a, that's just a cool fucking image, mm-hmm. honestly. Like, but then I was like, like yeah. wait, where'd that come from? Oh, yeah, that's when the Flash hit it. Mm-hmm. But why I thought you were going to say, I thought you were going to say, what's up with the smiley face? <laughs> <laughs> I, why is there bean juice on that smiley face? Why is there bean juice on there? <laughs> I really Human like. juice artistically and stylistically. And I don't know if you wanted to get into this later, but how the very first page of the book starts with a nine panel format. Yes. And then it goes to four panels and then it goes to two panels before it gets into the kind of sporadic panel things going to go in everywhere. It's kind of, you'll notice like not always, but it does kind of adhere to the grid style a mm-hmm. lot of the time so it's kind of like a subtle hint but then it goes like kind of all over the place does some crazy flash shit and stuff too were so, you, you gonna know, say like, though that then the last <laughs> few pages is an yeah. exact reversal yeah it's, yeah it's two panels of batman and then four panels of him seeing the shimmer and then nine and then panels the nine of panels. him digging it out to the one big reveal panel yeah and just thematically i really appreciated it's well thought out together it's well thought out john's knew what he was doing at least like putting this in, but yeah. Okay. Oh, I guess we, we can go over the little epilogue. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but, um, uh, so, um, 
we we do get like a small little epilogue at the end that zooms us out to Mars. Uh, we see the watch while he spoke of on the surface. It lifts into the air and is repaired while we read the captions. I did the right thing, didn't I? It all worked out in the end. In the end, nothing ends, Adrian. Nothing ever ends. And there we have it. That's my Dave favorite Rebirth. line from all of Watchmen, by the way. Mm-hmm. Really? That, that gave me chills a little bit. Yes. I'm just like, yeah, this shit's Mostly cool. because yeah. of, the, again, spoilers for Watchmen. But after Adrian enacts his plan and he's basically, you know, pounding his chest and talking to Dr. Manhattan. And when Dr. Manhattan says, nothing ever ends. And then he leaves and you see Adrian. He's basically just like, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> like Adrian, like, he, his face falls and he's yeah. like. His confidence wavers for the first like, time. I did the right thing. Because John makes him feel like a small man. Yeah. That's my yeah. favorite part of the <laughs> whole book. It's uh, great. It's a great line. So, uh, yeah. But yeah, so, I mean, that that is the, that's the DC Rebirth special. So, I mean, um, yeah, we got a lot of mileage out of that. <laughs> Way more than I, well, partly is because every page I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> Doctor, he looks cool. <laughs> I mean, if I was 10 reading this, I would have been like, dad, who is this? He looks cool. Your dad's like, I don't fucking know. Yeah, why are there three jokers? <laughs> Nobody knew for many years after. Okay, Josh, son. if you weren't aware, the three joker thing was introduced and like not followed up for like five years. Yeah. Really? Yeah. They were, people just kept going like, what's up with the three jokers? And DC was like, I don't know. They're like, we don't know because Jeff hasn't written the fucking book yet. But, uh. I will say, slightly controversial opinion. I really dig Three Jokers. <laughs> I think that's a really good story. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, it's not what, like, anyone expected, but I, I like it a lot as a Batman story. Um, either way, um, guys, we can get into some uh, overall thoughts here. Um, I do have, like, some prompt questions. A lot of this stuff we kind of went over, so, I mean, we can kind of just, you know, blaze through this shit, unless you guys have, like, something in particular uh, you want to bring up that we haven't hit, like, on this one? Just at the, at the end of the book that I had, it just had some uh, <clears throat> costume designs yeah. for the, the Rebirth series and like everything kind of going forward. Yeah, it's kind of like a preview thing, isn't yeah, it? Like, yeah. yeah, that's cool. And I think I'm, even at the end of the issue, it has like uh, a bunch of covers for like yes. the new issues coming out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I really, really like Wally's Rebirth outfit. Yeah. The all red with like the white or like bluish white. Yeah, it's cool. Um, He, uh, yeah, he wears that in the Titans book. Yeah. Um, that series was really cool too. I read that because, uh, I, I've, I, before that, I wasn't ever really like much of a Titans guy. I, um, it's just, it's just a, a whole dense thing to jump into, you know, but, um, uh, that series actually got me into the Titans proper because uh, it was written by a writer who I really love, Dan Abnett, who did a lot of Marvel work that I really love. Um, he was also writing Aquaman too at this time for Rebirth, um, which was also really cool. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, Wally, his 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 Rebirth design is really cool. Question: Yeah, who are those two dudes? Uh, the guy and the girl that see the bat symbol and say, "Not for us," and then they're on the cover of the. Batman versus Gotham. Yes, uh, G- Gotham and Gotham Girl are, are their names. Um, uh, that's the first arc of Tom King's Batman run. Um, they are like manufactured superheroes, like in a plot to like kind of take like a over. state-sponsored superhero, sort of. Huh. Yeah, um, uh, that's yeah. oddly reminiscent of Doomsday Clock. Uh, yeah, Jeff Johns didn't tell anyone. He didn't know what Doomsday Clock was yet. <laughs> so, so I guess that so. that makes me when he was doing all that shit with Pandora and stuff was he planning ahead to throw in Dr. Manhattan so um or he, was he putting in seeds hoping he would get to that point he um I th- it's pretty 
clear pointing to Dr. Manhattan, I think, uh, by the end of this, you know, um, uh, but um, he's uh, that's the intent for sure in this issue. Like, um, but he had said, um, at least in not, one of the interviews, not this issue. Oh, what do I you mean? mean, before. Because you said oh, like with when Pandora, Pandora and all that stuff. Dude, I don't think I don't think that shit was thought out yet. OK, I, I think that this was this is and I don't mean this really as a negative because I it, everybody dug it and it was like a good idea. But like this was pretty reactionary. OK, I think and not reactionary like as in like, oh, we have to do something. But it's like John's got in the seat of power and he was like. We got we got to do something. And so maybe this was like germinating in his head for a while. You know, I mean, he was writing books for him and stuff, but like he wasn't like in charge. You know, that's kind of like um, the manga bleach. Every new arc is the author being like, uh, yeah, this this was what I was doing the whole time. Oh, (laughs) and it's like you clearly weren't. And he's like, no, I feel like this is less that, though, because you can't blame Johns for like everything that happened at D.C. or every book. You know, it's like, I mean, this is just him being like. Hey, like we need to let's let's this is the focus point. I'm going to show you all <laughs> what's going on. And then we just we go from there, you know, and uh, and, it, and it worked. I mean, like and, and overall, like, you know, those series were all very well regarded. Like, you know, the 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 rebirth stuff, like the first like couple trades of like every series was like a top seller and stuff like it was it was it was a an exciting time, at least for them in terms of just the, the quality of stuff they were turning out. Um but yeah, I mean, like, uh, I, I don't know, I, I guess like um, the only questions that I, I really have, like kind of just it sort of relate to um, like where we're going, I guess. But like, uh, you know, just in general, like, did you guys think that it's a it's a good setup at least? Because I think it does a pretty fucking good job of that. Like it, at least just like planting the seed and getting getting people excited. Like imagine if if we didn't have the button or doomsday clock or anything like that, like how you would feel. You know, because I still have like kind of this reverence for this book in a way where I was just like, it got me really excited and I really liked it, you know. And yeah, it's kind of dated to read it now <laughs> but, and it doesn't really tell you much like in the grand scheme of things, but it's still kind of fun. I don't know. I thought this was a complete mess. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty, yeah. I mean, the, you, I think you're focusing on the, the preview aspect pretty hard. Yeah, I didn't that. enjoy yeah. reading this like at all. Um <laughs> I liked it more on my second read because I kind of knew what to expect, but this was like a jumbled, just constant whiplash of, I don't know what's going on. Um, I don't know who these characters are, <laughs> but did, but did, did uh, let me ask you this though, uh, before, before you finish that point, did it, did any of the previews, like any of the characters, even if they were someone that you didn't know, did any of them catch your eye? Only Dr. You- Fate. Cause I was like, okay. he looks cool. It did its job then. It got you interested in something. Yeah. But I feel <laughs> that's, like that's fair. You know, like I mean, I feel like this like, book is a perfect microcosm of when people say when they think of comics being convoluted and confusing. <laughs> I think this is a perfect like distillation in one issue of what it feels like to jump in as a new reader. I can I can understand that. I mean, like, um, I I came at this book a, as a view of like I said, I wasn't like a, a big DC guy, but I had writers and characters i liked Uh so like this was exciting for me because even the ones that i didn't really know or care about like i was like i was like there's my guy or there's there's my girl you know whatever like that i I, oh cool like you know i was like you know it's those moments like kept me entertained until you know we got back to the wally watchman setup stuff like you know at the at the the bookends basically of the book i think i would have liked oh i'm sorry yeah, no, go ahead. I was going to say, I think I would have liked this way more if it was just Wally's story. Just the Wally stuff, yeah. You know, take out the, the random... The middle two chapters. <clears throat> just the yeah. first chapter and the last chapter, I feel like, were the only parts that really set up 
Doomsday Clock. That's and that's the middle chapter set up kind of everything else. DC um, Universe going forward. Yeah, which 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 in retrospect didn't have anything to really do with this, you know, or, or, or this whole narrative, which is uh, which is kind of something that I want to talk about more when we get to Doomsday Clock um, with it being so separate from everything, but yet so connected mm-hmm. or seemingly connected by the way that they put all this stuff together. Can I um, can I point out some uh, probably spoilers for Doomsday Clock and we might get into it then? No. But <laughs> just the fact that... Um, did you have a brain fart? I did have a brain fart. That's oh. the second time this episode. You were going to talk about um, how you thought you thought you were like, man, Wonder Woman is so pretty. <laughs> that is that is it. Um, I mean, she's got boobs. <laughs> oh, no, I remember. I remember. It was the boobs that reminded me. <laughs> no, it was uh, the fact that uh, Wally was wrong. The fact that Dr. Manhattan isn't malicious in this. It's not like an attack if you will it feels like a misdirection now having known the full story i think but from literally everyone else's perspective it would be an attack though wouldn't it yes i mean like uh well i guess the the, the whole like he's preparing an attack like they're he's john, weakening us john, for it for attack yeah john doesn't yeah i guess he doesn't he doesn't have an end game in a way of like and then I'll destroy them all, you know, yeah. or whatever. He's more but, just like, what happens if I, uh... But I also think that... This. I also think, though, that someone like Wally would expect something like that, though, from someone doing something so fucked up, you know, to, to his friends and, like, and mm-hmm. everyone he knows, you know, I mean, to him, you know, even. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a... I don't think that that's a, a huge logic leap for Wally to make. And, and the fact is, like they do need to do something about mm-hmm. it, you know? So it's, so it's not necessarily, um, I would say Wally's wrong more than like, he just doesn't know. <laughs> yeah. And I guess that's, <laughs> like, that's what I was getting at is I wasn't sure yeah. if, cause from his perspective too, like Manhattan imprisoned him, Well, from you know, like the whole a, DC universe's perspective. And we'll get into yeah. this in doomsday clock, but like, yeah, Manhattan was evil and like doing bad things, Yeah, but, but, but it wasn't, I mean, in tip- it wasn't a dark side style of like, yeah, and, I'm going to be bad because I'm bad. Well, and in typical Dr. Manhattan fashion, it wasn't uh, it wasn't an evil intent. It was just a cold calculating intent. Yeah. You know, I mean, curiosity, uh, that's his whole thing. You know, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, uh, but I think that's a fair point. I mean, like, you know, it does set it up more like, I guess, like from that impression, we did think like, oh, Dr. Manhattan's fucking with them. Yeah. Like, you know, like, like they're like going to doing fight. something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like it kind of, it kind of gives that impression, you know? So that's a, that's a fair point to okay. make on that. Um, but yeah, like, um, Hey, Josh, did, did any oh, of the sorry. previews catch your eye? Uh, <laughs> Blue, Blue Beetle. Be- Blue Beetle Boys? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the BBBs. Yeah. The Blue Beetle Boys and uh, Adam. The Adam? Yeah. The Adam, yeah. Him and uh Not Captain Choi. Adam. Yeah. Not Captain Adam. The Adam and uh, Choi. Those, that got me interested as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. They had the, I think that they kind of had like the best like page real estate for their little previews as well too. You know, I mean like Damien and like even Jessica Cruz is like a new Green Lantern. It's like they get like two panels or something. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, I don't know who the fuck that is, but yeah. <laughs> is Jessica but, what's her Jessica Cruz? Yeah. Is she is she is her story cool? Yeah, yeah. She um uh so when they did the Green Lantern stuff, um they had it split to where um one book was called Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps. And that was all about Hal. And it was like in space. And then Jessica Cruz had a partner named Simon Baz, who they were two new Earth Green Lanterns, and they were, like, patrolling and protecting Earth. And it was was fun. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, that stood out. Was she, like, the first woman Green Lantern that's been, like, a... An Earthbound woman? Yeah, like a major Green Lantern character. You know, she might be. I mean, like, uh, there are are major female 
characters in like the Green Lantern kind of you know corner. Yeah, but yeah, um, but like one that Alexia like, and like is has a, is her own book. Yeah, yeah, I, I I believe she is. Yeah, that uh, just off the top of my head, that the the lantern symbol around her eye looks really funny to me. Yeah, it's because she uh she doesn't have like a traditional ring. It's like a it's it's like a part of her power. She got thing. like I a UV see. tattoo. <laughs> it's a contact. Yeah. <laughs> Simon Baz is like kind of a he, he's like a funny douchey guy. He uh, he he uses like a Green Lantern gun. <laughs> Hell yeah! But but that series that series was kind of fun though. I, I actually remember. <laughs> At the bookstore, getting in issues of Green Lantern and, and like the Green Lantern having like a like green pistols. Yeah, yeah, and that's Simon like, Baz. Yeah, I was like, what? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of fun. They were like a they were like a weird like a, a buddy cop like police procedural type book. See, like, that sounds know, really fun. It. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. <clears throat> there was a lot of good books from this era, man, for real. Uh, but yeah, like I, I will say too, I'm uh, just in regards. I guess you kind of already answered for you, Max. But like John's as you guys probably know as well too, but I mean, he's a pretty revered writer in the realm of DC. Uh, like I guess not necessarily like, I don't want to know, um, how you feel about the structure of the book because like it, you know, we've kind of already covered that in a way where, you know, obviously it's a bunch of previews and stuff. It kind of gets a little jarring at points, but like, how do you feel like the writing is in terms of like the characters? Cause I feel like he does a great job doing like the different voices for everybody. Like everybody feels like, you know, Wally's the only one that I would say, I don't, I don't want to say out of character, but like, he's definitely the mouthpiece mm-hmm. for John's in this book, like literally saying things like, you know, like we lost the legacy. We need to bring this back and stuff like that. Like, it's just his, his literal notes to like everybody in the office, you know, but, um, I think Mr. John's, uh, even, even through, you know, uh, doomsday clock, he does a really good job of, uh, every character feels like a character. Yeah. Um, each, each person has their own voice and, and even in this, you know, you get, you get, Maybe maybe each character gets ten sentences of dialogue. Um, you get you get a pretty good sense of of who they are. Yeah, I think it's enough to make you, if you were curious by their preview, to be like, I kind of get what this character is about, you know, and I can I can check it out. Um, but yeah, um, so the art teams on this book, they're all like super top tier. And like, uh, do you guys have any standouts on there? I know we talked about Gary Frank a little bit, but the art, yeah, uh, the standout, like Josh mentioned, that panel of Damien. BBB having the goofy smiley face. That was Ted. Oh, Ted Cord. Ted. Yeah. Yes. That part's yeah. really funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like the panel, the whole sequence where this is what we're talking about art, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I thought I had, I thought I like freezed out and forgot <laughs> what we were talking about. Um, I love the whole, the whole panel where Wally's disintegrating, talking to Barry. All of that art is really cool. That's super cool. Yeah. And then all of Wally kind of being in the speed force. Yeah. He's like disintegrating. And then like, it's just his, his arm and his glove. And it's like, it's not disintegrating like normal. It's like, it's water that's rippling away. And then Barry grabs it and pulls him out. And he becomes solid again. That part is very cool. Yeah. And then I also really like that part because Wally is an immediate, uh, he's not like immediately like, I don't want to say cognizant, but he's like crying and he's like, am I okay? You yeah, know? he doesn't know. Like, yeah, he's he's, he's not immediately like, just like, yeah. let's go run fast. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And then they ran so fast. That <laughs> <laughs> Do you think? Okay, here's a question: Could the Flash run faster than Doctor Manhattan could reassemble atoms? No. Why not? I don't know. So I'm gonna get into what I thought of the art style. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, any I, standouts for you in um, the art? Like I said, I, I really appreciated the um, the panel layout. Uh, I, I 
ever since I read Watchmen have always appreciated the nine panel layout. I think it it allows for a lot of silence in panels that you don't get in a lot of comic books just because people writers are afraid for there just to be nothing but pictures to look at a lot of times. And it depends on the on the author for sure. Brett. <laughs> Brett, but, you got to look at the pictures. Yeah. Um, like Hellboy would be great for Brett. That's all pictures. Yeah. Um, what the words? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I really appreciated the panel layout and everything. Uh, but the art was good for me and that's fine. I find myself much more drawn to highly stylistic artists. Yeah. And these are pretty like, uh, you know, like the, the top tier, like, um, commercial superhero work. Guys. Yes. Like, and there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. It's, it's yeah. really, it's, really I, good. Yeah. I mean, like they're, they're literally like some of the best at it, mm-hmm. you know I mean? Like in terms of this type of stuff, but, um, I get, I get what you're saying though. Like, I, mean, I have like, yeah. no complaints about the art, yeah. but it didn't like make a huge impression on me. I get, I get that. Yeah. I mean yeah. like, uh, and we'll get into that in the button next because I definitely have some feelings about the art in the button. Yeah. Of oh, the two different artists. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was just looking through. Josh mentioned his copy has at the end it has um the notes and the concepts for all the the redesigns for going forward into rebirth. Mm-hmm. And uh I never thought about it, but Wonder Woman with a cape is such a fucking awesome idea. Yeah, that was the uh, Greg Rucka era. Um that was some uh some pretty cool stuff too. Um, I like all the like Nightwing looks cool as hell. Mm-hmm. Um I, I don't I don't like Batman's belt, but Batman with I think that was started with the Scott Snyder where he has the purple in his cape on the inside. Yeah. Um, I mean like they, they actually, I think, um, that, that design is from the last issue of Snyder's Batman run. He gets like a new costume quote unquote. And like, that's like the rebirth (laughs) one going forward. Um, yeah, I love, I love Batman with the purple. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I like it. I mean, it's, it's a nice, like different change of pace, you know? Also who's Donna Troy? Is that Wonder Woman's sister? No. It's just she thinks she's a, a is she an Amazonian? Sometimes. Is she from Themyscira? Sometimes. Okay. That's one of the most complicated things you could have asked me, to be honest. With <laughs> well, let's you. move on. Um, it, she's she's Wonder Girl. Um, you know, for the Teen Titans. Okay. Uh, she has had like literally notorious retcons of, of like what she is <laughs> and who she is, like all throughout history. Like that's. That, that that says that's a loaded question, Max. Okay. Sure. Like, she's a, yeah, sure. She's an Amazon. I do like Aquaman's uh, post Bukaki face right here. <laughs> God damn it. Um, yeah, I guess uh, something. It's a, it's a surface custom. Did I mention? <laughs> <laughs> did I mention? I think I said this off the air, but that I read the Batwoman Rebirth. Yeah. Well, you, yeah. Did you I said say that. that on this? Uh, I don't think so. No. Yeah. Well, wait, you Because you didn't finish your thought. What were you going to say about it? Oh, just that. I liked it a lot. It was really cool. And I don't know anything about Batwoman. Like I said, I just, her design is very striking. Yeah. Um, she and got that a cool was outfit. One of the ones that popped up, uh, you know, uh, from the source that I read this on. Uh, and um, that it, that's one I would be interested in picking up and reading. So I guess. Cassandra Kane. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the rebirth itself did its job that the new 52 did as well, where I'm kind of like, I would feel comfortable jumping on. I think, yeah. I mean like to a character that I like. Yeah. The great thing about the rebirth books too, is that like, I mean, you, you literally could jump on anywhere. I mean like there, it's basically the new 52, but just like pretty much better in like every regard, (laughs) you know? I mean like, uh, I, I, I guess a lot of people would argue that for Batman and probably maybe green lantern too, but like, uh, uh, yeah, 
Yeah, it's just a lot of good stuff and, and easy to jump into. So, I mean, it did its job, that's for sure. Um, so this is something that I'm sure we will go into in Doomsday Clock, but a brief initial thought here from you guys. How do we land on this initial intent to merge Watchmen with DC Universe proper? Like, we don't have to get into it whether it should be done or not yet. <laughs> it's, but like, again, kind of kind of with with uh, rose tinted glasses or maybe with tunnel vision for you guys of just imagining like, OK, I just read this. I'm going forward. Like, how do I feel about just that idea? I think, like you said, my thought is this could be cool. And also don't do this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I am at this point very intrigued. Like, I got to know. Yeah. How are they going to do this? It, it almost does have that kind of feeling where it's like, even if even if I was more on the side of, because I'd say I'm pretty 50-50 on it when I read this the first time as well. But like, it was almost like, okay, but even if I hated the idea, there's like no way I'm not going to see what they do. Like, exactly. <laughs> you know, I mean, because this, this had such a different vibe than like something like before Watchmen. It's like, this is fucking continuing, you know, like it's like, that's like the ultimate sacrilege but yet could be neat, you know? Yeah. <laughs> what about you, yeah, Josh? I mean, yeah, I mean, because Manhattan's last words were, I'm going to go to a different that's the fu- universe. That's the fucking panel everyone pulled right when this shit came out. Uh-huh. They were like, that's a fucking DC universe. That's what bothered me because he says, I'm going to go play at creating life. He says, maybe he said he he might. Says, maybe I'll create he said, maybe. Some. But then, then they're like, yeah, but he went to the DC universe. And I was like, that's fucking dumb. <laughs> he got sidetracked just like you, Maxwell. <laughs> On what? We'll find out why he went there. Maybe we'll get a theory as to why he went there in doomsday clock. But I think I have an idea. Yeah. But, um, they try to spell it out a little bit, but they don't give like a super concrete answer to that. He saw um, the pretty girls. <laughs> so to answer your question, Nick, I, I, I liked it. I was excited about it going forward. I was like, this seems cool. I think I was excited. I was excited for a DC universe story with Dr. Manhattan in it. Yeah. I don't think that's what we got in Doomsday (laughs) Clock. I was going to say, I was like, you said said tunnel vision. And that's how I was feeling at the end of this one before reading any other ones. I I remember being like, okay, I will say too, like, I, I, the thought never, maybe I should save this for Doomsday Clock, but it's the thought never crossed my mind that we would get other Watchmen characters. Yes. I thought it was just going to be Dr. Manhattan. How do you put those characters in a universe of literal superheroes when they're just Most of them are dead or retired. (laughs) The answer is, (laughs) spoilers for Doomsday Clock, you do and you don't need to. And you missed the point entirely. I did it because I wanted to. I think spoilies again. If they had just done Doctor Manhattan, probably I think I I, I think that would have made for a better um, story overall. I disagree for two very specific reasons, but yes, I think I we should I, save this. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna pipe we'll in, but it. I we'll think we should this. save this. Yeah. Okay. I I would agree that the concept of Doctor Manhattan entering the DC universe, like I said, I'm like, how are they gonna do this? Yeah, this has got to be cool because I mean that's one of the things about Watchmen is. Could Dr. Manhattan be defeated by anything? Yeah. And then when, you know, you hear the power, concept, sc- power scalers, dream fantasy, the concept yes. of him going to the DC universe with Superman. And you're like, well, <laughs> yeah, um, it's intriguing. <clears throat> it's it's like something it's even if you're against it, it's like a car crash. You want to watch it, you know, mm-hmm. and like, uh, but do you think do you think Dr. Manhattan could beat Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan Goku Fuck. with his blue dick alone with ultra instinct Goku? Only if he's hard. I'll tell you who he okay. could be. 
tell you who he couldn't beat. The love in our hearts. Squirrel girl? <laughs> our father in heaven. Yeah. The love in our hearts. The love in but, our hearts. That's right. But yeah. Um, so, okay. We'll wrap this one up then. Um, uh, DC Rebirth uh, special. Uh, pull it or drop it. Uh, Josh, will you first? I'm going to pull it. Uh, at the end of the at the end of the issue, I was excited. So I'm going to pull it. Nice. nice. Max? That's uh, tough because. Because um, you didn't like half of it. I didn't like this, uh, but I gotta, I you gotta follow it up, you know. It's the, the morbid curiosity. So, like, it's, it's technically a drop. Um, what if they just? What if John just dropped this and never did anything else? That would have been really funny. <laughs> like, just never brought up. Guys, we gotta change stuff. John's gets in a in a terrible accident where he. Loses his hands and can't type a story ever. No, he just, they do, re, they do. Re, <laughs> and his, and his tongue. He can't, he can't tell people the story. And like, it's, <laughs> they do R-E rebirth. Re-rebirth. Yeah. Re-rebirth. Um, and, but they bring in like fucking, they bring in like Sandman characters. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> they tried that. <laughs> yeah. No, um, right. Yeah. I guess technically this is a poll. Um, I don't ever want to read this again. A pull for the tapestry, a drop for the singular issue. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. got you. I can agree there. There we go. Well, all right. Well, that's the end of Watchmania Part 1, boys. Woo! Oh, shit. They're going crazy. Studio on it's going crazy. Oh, yeah. Shut it's up. It's Watchmania out there, folks. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Uh, so there you have it, everybody. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you want to support this podcast, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash none of my friends like comics. That way we can continue to provide you with even more great content. It's never expected, but always appreciated. You can follow the show on Twitter at no comic friends for updates, fun posts, or you can email the show with your comments, opinions, and thoughts at none of my friends like comics at gmail.com. If you mark it okay to air, we will read it on the air and respond. We just want to get the word out about this show. So tell your friends and family who might be interested to give us a listen. We're on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next page. Uh, guys, just so you know, Nick has that whole thing tattooed on his chest backwards, and he stands at a mirror and reads it at the end of every episode. Watch Mania! Watch Mania!